0: We will be united in our common interest. Perhaps it's faith that today is the 4th of July and you will once again be fighting for our freedom. Not from tyranny, oppression or persecution, but from annihilation. We're fighting for our right to live, to exist.
1: Welcome, this is Beyond the Hate. I'm Steve. I'm John. And today we're going to be talking about Independence Day. Yes. If you couldn't tell by that badass speech that we got at the first of the show.
2: Yeah, from uh, Mr. President Whitmore.
1: The legendary Bill Pullman.
2: Yes. Um, Um, I I think uh, part of me kind of wanted to wait until we actually got closer to July 4th, but I was like, you know, I think that... Are it's, we
1: even going to have a July 4th this year? July 4th is going to get cancelled. <laughs> okay. Probably. Oh, is the world going
2: to end July 3rd? Stay we tuned. May. Yeah, we, we don't know. know. <laughs> so we're actually just putting it out there early just in case some shit happens. Who knows? We may end up fucking getting, getting coronavirus and we can't record for a while. So it's, it's like, you know, fuck it. We'll just do it now. <laughs> even though we're, like, uh, we're about a month early or a little bit under a month early.
1: Um, Days are weird Sometimes we can't count Yeah. Um, um,
0: numbers sucks uh, Math is hard Math sucks <laughs> It's so gay ha, Gay Gay uh, um,
1: <laughs> but, uh, uh, but yeah um, the, uh, but if the If this is like a July the 4th episode I would like to say Happy birthday to the world Because in my understanding that's when Earth was born yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, because <laughs> it's no longer it's no longer an American holiday. President Whitmore said, fuck that it's a global holiday now. Everybody celebrates
1: it's, it's the world's birthday.
2: So speaking of that, did you watch um, the uh, the when they did the, what was it called? Insurgents, the Independence Day insurgents or whatever. Resurgence. I mean. Was it resurgence? Is that what it was called? Oh, I've been calling it the wrong ship the whole time. <laughs> um, because but, they came back. Right. Yeah. Uh, with uh, with a bigger mothership this time.
1: Um, We're gonna need a bigger ship. Maybe, yeah. Maybe that's why they wrote it in there. But we're not talking about that movie. But, uh, so but I just wondered if you'd
2: seen that one because it, no. they uh, because they do pay tribute to the original 96
1: movie. That's kind of funny. They pay tribute to their own movie that's right. directed by the same guy. It would make more sense that they're paying tribute to it if a different person was making it, but it was the same person. Right, yeah. That's a little odd. Because they have, like, this
2: little, uh... uh, And I haven't, like, rewatched it or anything, so I'm trying to just go purely off memory, but...
1: You watched it once, so you guys know why that movie fell in the box office. It's because John only watched it one time. I didn't watch it in the
2: box office. I watched it on fucking HBO. See, he didn't go. (laughs) (laughs) I watched it on HBO when I could stream it.
1: Uh... HBO. I mean, it's it's more than TV. I mean, it's
2: it's life. It's home box office.
1: It's the greatest TV. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe FX is better now. I don't know. But I don't know. But anyway, but they do, but they do have like a thing where they they remember uh,
2: the the Independence Day in the movie where they repelled the alien invasion and they destroyed the ships with. Captain well, I don't
1: know about this. I haven't seen the movie. Maybe people listening haven't seen the movie either.
2: Well, I'm not spoiling anything. I'm just saying that they that they they pay homage to the original movie and talking of like celebrating it. You if you've watched the original Independence Day, you know that that should happen. I'm not spoiling anything.
1: Okay.
2: They're just doing like. But I just thought it was kind of interesting that it's like. They're gonna celebrate shit that you know happened in like their own celebrating movie.
1: Celebrating the they're celebrating Independence Day and Independence Day too. Uh, That's what you're saying.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I had to figure out what you were saying exactly, but yes, they're they have like this big ceremony thing that that like pays homage to it, and it's very much like it feels. Like when you watch that, you're like, "Oh, we're really kind of hitting this over the head." Like all oh, these brave, all these brave pilots seeing stuff that risk their lives, and it's like, "Okay, we're kind of getting hit over the head with this." Like we understand, <laughs> but I mean, you know, it, I guess it's done like that on purpose because Roland Emmerich did the second one, just like he, you said, it was the same director, Roland Emmerich.
1: Yeah.
2: Did Dean Devlin help him write the second one? Who knows?
1: I, ha- I haven't even seen it. So I, I did no research. You on did no notes
2: on the second movie that no. you haven't watched. Yeah, Stevens falling the fuck off.
1: Oh, uh, Okay, but so we're not falling off. Uh, let's do the review. We're not falling off on the beer just yet, yeah, although so if so we get some more of this. Uh, we, we might review it before I drink all of it. Mm, right. Review it. Uh,
2: but this is uh, so the craft beer this week is the uh, Abita Brewing Company. Which um, was from Louisiana, I believe. Uh, is it from Louisiana? Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, but this is um, this uh, beer is called Turbo Dog, and it's got like a really fast dog on the image there. But it's uh, 5.6% alcohol, so you know, pretty good strength. And it's okay. got like these. Uh, it says that it's it's got caramel and chocolate malts and uh, Willamette hops. I'm not sure what Willamette hops are it definitely you can kind of taste like sort of a chocolatey kind of flavor to it.
1: Yeah, I can now after you said it. Because it's um cuz it, it's yeah. familiar. So we're going to to a 2.5 uh, out of 3. Cuz it's not quite Dragon's Milk or Lazy Magnolia, but it's really good. But it is good. This is one of the
2: better Abita beers that I've had. It's
1: clear. Honestly, you know one thing I have with craft craft beers if you guys listen to the show i I like to see a little bit more uh action going on whenever you pour it in there like with the suds and stuff and i don't see much yeah a little bit but i'd like to see more i don't know i like to see those type of things in craft beers uh that's his fetish yeah this one's a little dead (laughs) it's a little dead a little boring but it's still a 2.5 because it's delicious
2: it is delicious it's just not. It's just not as bubbly and as active as Steve would that prefer. that one that
1: we did with the uh, that had the what was it the barley in it? Mm-hmm.
2: I think and so. And they had
1: like the big like you could see the barley moving in the beer when we poured it in the the pilsner's glass. Yeah. Uh, that was awesome. I forget. I forget what, I forget what the beer was <sighs> yeah, called. I don't maybe which maybe one our listeners uh, remember, but it was really awesome. And also, if you guys just really like to hear our voice and you want to hear us on something different. Than um, being beyond the hate, uh, like we have been for the last what is this like three years now? Is this we're, actually, we're on our third year? Right? We're on we're like
2: two and a half. Yeah.
1: Well, we're, that means we're on our third year. We're on our third year. Yes. Yeah, we're on our third year. Uh, but if you want to hear us do something different, go to the Satan Center Show uh, podcast, and uh, that's you get to hear us uh, do like uh, news-related stuff and topics and. And things like that. And uh, like, subscribe, give us five stars if you like it. I mean, yeah, we'll take four and a half or four. Yeah. Hang under that, or we'll we'll stab you. Uh, yeah. Sloppy
2: handy Jay You know, yeah. whatever you whatever you have available. Yeah. Anything. <laughs> uh,
1: this movie was made in nineteen ninety six. Ninety six. Uh, I remember this. A long time ago.
2: Yeah, that was uh, that was the year of the Nintendo sixty four.
1: Oh, yeah. That's a good year. Yeah. That was a good year. I think that's when they invented filet mignon.
2: Filet mignon was invented in 96.
1: <laughs> that's when the cow
2: was invented. <laughs>
1: that was when the cow was invented. Yeah. People um, don't realize,
2: but it was actually it was a barn in Iowa. This guy um, <laughs> invented cows. Um, invented
1: cows. That was a great year in 1996. But this movie was made off a budget of $75 million. That's actually. That's. When you look
2: at this movie, you think, with all the effects with the uh, with the ships and everything, that it's probably way more than that. But I know that they built a lot of the ships practically.
1: They did. A lot yeah. of them were like models. Yeah, they were like um, scale models, because a lot of
2: the cities were scale models.
1: The alien spacecraft that they actually uh, designed for the, the movie uh, was 65 feet. It was a 65-foot model. It's the biggest one ever built. That's the uh,
2: that's the the, the the smaller saucer ships, right? Uh, that was the the the, one the, that, the, the city uh, ships. Uh, yeah, yeah. That cover the cities. Okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, so it grows. Do you want to guess about round how much this movie made?
2: How much it made? Oh, back in '96, or adjusted for now?
1: Just just for
2: 1996. Mm, I'm gonna say, like. $480 million.
1: This movie made $817 million. Oh, really? In 96? At the time, it would have made it the second highest grossing movie of all time. Damn. Whenever it came out in 1996. Do you know what the first was at this time?
2: In 96? Um, oh, uh... Would it still have been Gone with the Wind? No.
1: Jurassic Park. Jurassic. Oh, Jeff Goldblum. Uh, <laughs> so
2: if you want to make a billion, oh, uh, well in today's money, yeah, uh, you get you get the Goldblooms. Yeah.
1: Uh, so the two of the top grossing movies in the '90s uh, were both both had Jeff Goldblum in them. Um, That's kind of insane. Okay. None of those movies were adjusted for inflation. It was just the because the original Jurassic Park was the first movie ever uh, to make uh, five hundred million dollars. Right, uh, and just actual dollar. Amount. That's
2: why when you look at Titanic and when you look at how much money Titanic made, it it shocked the shit out of people because Titanic like raised the bar for everything. Because now, well, now Avengers like Endgame has kind of taken the the king out because Titanic was the king for a long time. Yeah, you know, the thing about Avengers. Endgame Box office wise.
1: Probably won't be the highest-grossing movie of all time for very long, you know. Like something else is going to come out, and it's going to make two and a, you know, well, not. A, I guess Avengers: Endgame made basically two and a half billion, but the next one will make three billion, and then you'll be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> um, but also, Black
2: two is <laughs> going to make two billion.
1: as long as they get Chadwick Boseman back, but uh, that's a different story. Right. Uh, at part of uh, so, uh, parts of the movie that's done in the hangar. Um, in Independence Day Four was actually in the hangar that Howard Hughes built. Uh, for the Hercules. For the Hercules, the Spruce Goose. So our previous episode is about the Aviator, and this episode has a reference to Howard Hughes. You're welcome. Oh,
2: that's actually pretty cool. I didn't realize there was a connection. So, which hangar was that? Was that the the hangar that they used for Area Fifty One? Yeah. Where they had the or they had the alien ship and they were like yeah. testing it. They actually
1: it? used Howard Hughes' hangar. Yeah. Where he built the the uh, the, uh, the Hercules. In the notes I found, they called it the Spruce Goose, but that's that's what the people that were trying to oppose Howard Hughes called it. it was, right. It was called the Hercules. It was. We even said this in the Aviator episode yeah.
2: because even the people writing the comments and bitching on IMDb were like, "Yeah, the stupid project, the Spruce Goose." I'm like, "That's not what it was called. It was called
1: the fucking Hercules." was called the Hercules. Hercules.
2: Hercules. <laughs> Hercules. Hercules! 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 Yeah.
1: Um, the hype of this movie was so high, it postponed the release of Mars Attacks, which was a pretty okay movie, uh, back in the day, and made Spielberg cancel War of the Worlds until 2005, uh, because whenever they heard about the production of this movie, he was scared that his movie would flop in 1996, so he postponed it nine years. Wow, <laughs> and didn't it still flop anyway? <laughs> it made money, but it was it, it didn't
2: make what Independence Day made. No, it
1: didn't. Because this is money. this is like very much like uh, it kind of. Spielberg's happens. movie was on a way higher budget too. Yeah, because yeah, Spielberg's movie was like in the like two hundred millions or something. Yeah, but I guess uh, it only made three hundred million. And for a big blockbuster sci-fi movie, that's a loss. That is, yeah. Um, well, when you
2: consider how much marketing and everything that they had to do for that, you you, you might have broke even or taken a loss. Yeah,
1: see, they spent $25 million in marketing on this movie, but that would have still just put this Ben cost at $100 million. They still would have made $817 million, so... Right.
2: Um, well, even the merchandising for this was crazy, because, like, we were talking earlier, I'm like, I used to have the toys from this damn movie, I had the, fuck, the action figures... I had the alien ship, I had all that stuff. Because the action figures for this was like crazy. The PlayStation 1 game though, if you ever come across that game, it's complete ass. Don't play the PlayStation 1 Independence Day game, it sucks.
1: I think anyone that's on that game has already burned it, so I don't think there's any copies. There's probably not any
2: copies left. Somebody's like, I will sell this on eBay for a penny because that is all it's worth. <laughs> uh,
1: the line that Will Smith had in this movie where he was dragging, dragging the aliens through like the desert and he just stopped and he's like, and what the hell is that smell? Yeah. Was improvised by Will Smith. It was not in the script, he just did it uh, because they filmed it next to a lake full of brine shrimp and when brine shrimp died they smelled bad. And it bothered Will Smith, and the scene it got to him, and he just freaked out. And he was like, "What the hell is that smell?" And they kept it in the movie. Uh, it was actually just Will Smith just freaking out because he thought that smell was just awful. Right. So that is awesome. So that's one of my favorite. That's our most quotable thing that we do, that we always take from this movie. Right. Because Vijay will always uh, just randomly just be like, "What the hell is that smell?" Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It was improvised. It was just Will Smith. So yeah, that's that's kind of interesting. So like,
2: did some of the smell get onto the onto the alien prop that he's dragging in the parachute? No,
1: no. He. It was was just just like ambient, like around the area they were filming. They they didn't film it in like a canyon thing. They filmed it by like at this lake, and the brine shrimp would, you know, uh, they when they died, they 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 stunk. And he didn't know that was that, but he smelt it whenever he was doing the scenes, and he kind of freaked out. Right. He was like, "What the hell is that smell?" Type thing. And then they were like, "Yeah." Like, uh, well, it actually kind of works
2: with the scene because he's dragging this alien, and we don't know the alien might have like you know weird things with its skin or something, you know, or something
1: well, like this. Die. They, you know. Yeah. Shit. So maybe. The and the alien shit. Yeah.
2: If, that, yeah, if it's biology, is similar to ours, right? Um,
1: but, I mean, uh, I'm pretty sure everything shits. <laughs> that should be a t shirt. Everything shits. I mean, am I, am I wrong? <laughs> everything kind of has to shit. Everything has to get rid of waste in some sense, yeah. I mean, not everything has a bubble. I mean, we got rid of Kevin Spacey. That's kind of like shitting him out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just shits Kevin Spacey? Yeah.
0: So oh, everything man. shits.
1: But actually, speaking of <laughs> Kevin Spacey, President Whit- Whitmore was written as a Nixon figure, and the writer wanted Kevin Spacey. Oh, man. Um, that Would, that, would, would really that have ruined this movie? If Kevin Spacey would have been the president? At the time, happened? it probably wouldn't have, because Kevin Spacey was you a know, big actor, a big boy. He wasn't actually that big of an actor yet. Was he? He wasn't in '96. No, because unusual sp- suspects didn't come out until 1998.
2: Oh, for real? Well, anyway,
1: but if you, we were, it, it's like
2: sort of Spacey was in that movie, right? And it's like, oh yeah, they put Kevin Spacey in, uh, you know, Independence Day. He's the president. And then you try to go back and watch it now, you're like, oh, I just I know all the fucked up stuff that he did. It's it's just it's kind of cringe to watch this now. Because I would see his performances, President Whitmore, and I'm like, "Oh, but I know
1: you, you did all that fucked up stuff, man. Like, oh, this is just difficult now." See, some of the stuff is supposed to take you out of it, like, um, like, could you go back, like, like just, just off at the top of your head, could you go back and watch, like, uh, uh Ferris Bueller,
2: um. Yeah, I can go back and watch Ferris Bueller
1: Knowing that that principal dude Is like a uh, He is like a Oh, that's right, yeah, he's he like a sex offender Yeah, he, he was put in prison for child porn Is that, again, was, It was, was pornography? Child porn, yeah
2: See, that, that does make it a little difficult now. Would
1: that bother you, though, knowing how good the movie was? Would you he was know? also in fucking Beetlejuice, too. He was in Beetlejuice. Like, could you not watch Michael Keaton and one uh, <sighs> of the writers? See, that
2: part of it I, I like about Beetlejuice. Because we even, I think we, we talked about this when we did the Beetlejuice episode. I was like, what's up what's with, with that guy? And they're like, oh yeah, by the way, he's like a fucking sex offender. And I'm like, oh shit, I didn't I never realize that.
1: actually accused of the, almost exactly the same crime as, uh... But, I mean, people still have movies with Mike Tyson in it, and he, he's a sex offender, so... I don't know, would, would that bother you? Like, people are talking about paying a lot of money for a fight between Tyson and Holyfield, and Mike Tyson's a sex offender. He raped somebody.
2: Yeah, went to prison for it and everything. Um,
1: but, I mean... It's, it's one of those things, can you suspend your disbelief long enough to, to get through a movie that you like?
2: Knowing that maybe one of the uh, actors has done some crazy shit. I think shit. it's
1: different if the person's a main character or not. I might be wrong, people might not agree with me, but if Kevin Spacey's the main character of the movie, it's a little harder to watch because it's his movie. Right. And let's say if he was if he was president which he couldn't have pulled this off as good as Bill Pullman, I don't care what he No, no, first. Bill Pullman fucking crushed. It. If he was President Whitmore, President Whitsmore is like you know, like fourth build in this movie. So it wouldn't have been that huge of a deal. Like I could still watch the negotiator because Samuel Jackson's the main character. Right. Kevin Spacey's the co star, but Samuel Jackson is such a great performance. I'm not gonna take that away from Samuel Jackson, just because of Kevin Spacey fucked up.
2: Yeah, that's true. Um. So
1: that that's my view on it. I don't know if anybody agrees, and if you guys have other opinions, email us at uh, you know yahoo.com uh, And also, Will Smith wasn't the first choice for Steve Hiller. It was Eddie Murphy.
2: Um, oh, that's interesting.
1: And uh, then it was uh, Tom Cruise, Keanu Reeves, Johnny Depp, and Jean Claude Van Damme. <laughs> and oh, uh, uh, if he was man, if he if if
2: they got Van Damme to do this, he would have been very close to Guile because Guile in Street Fighter, he's uh he's like a Air Force pilot, isn't he? Yeah. Because isn't, like, his stage and Street Fighter is on, like, an Air Force base with the jets and everything?
1: Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it was... funny because he
2: had a playing guy, you know, in the Street Fighter movie, so...
1: That would have been... That would've would've been,
2: would have been... Now, Keanu... Keanu in, like, 96, that would have been not too long from Point Break. Because the Point Break was, what, 94?
1: Yeah, you would have got a really young Keanu. It would have been, like, a young
2: Keanu... See, Tom Cruise, I think the only reason why they thought about Tom Cruise is because it's like, well, we've already seen him be a pilot in Top Gun, and he's going to be a pilot in this. And it's like, well, is that the only reason why you thought of
1: Tom Cruise, because Tom, the Top Gun? At this point, in 1996, Tom Cruise was too big for this movie. Because it, it was, he was you know,
2: doing Mission Impossible in 96, wasn't he? I think so. Whenever yeah. This
1: was, whenever this was being made, he was too big for it. Yeah. And and uh, This movie, I think, then. is.
2: This is. And this is the movie that really made Will Smith into, like, a movie star. Because up to this point, up until 96, he was still working on Fresh Prince. Well, he,
1: he did. Because
2: uh, uh, Fresh Prince ended in 96, didn't it? That was uh, the last season, was 96?
1: I can't tell you off the top of my head. I, but he I remember did, I think so. He did The Six Degrees of Separation.
2: Didn't um, he do Enemy of the State? This oh, was, no, yeah, Enemy of okay, the State yeah. was after this. So that's
1: 99, I think. Was it 99? Okay. Um, so, yeah, that would have been after, way after this movie. We got, actually, yeah, Enemy of the State was actually after Ali, I want to say.
2: No, no, Ali was like 2000, I think. Enemy of the State it was like... Might have like...
1: been the same year then. Yeah, I, I think, can't remember. No, Enemy of, I don't know. This isn't Will Smith <laughs> Um But... I know uh, Ali was probably his, like he did this movie and this got him kind of big, and then I want to say like. Um, Men in Black
2: made him a superstar.
1: Yeah, I'll, to me. Ali, what is what showed people that he could act though. For yeah, real, like legit act, like because, serious roles. Because everybody knew he could do comedy from Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah. And Independence Day, he 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 showed a little bit of ser- seriousness, but he was in comedy, and they're like. Oh, Will Smith with aliens. Let's put Will Smith with more aliens, and then he did Ali, and then it was like, oh shit, uh, Will Smith can
2: act. He can really fucking act. He's not just a comedy guy.
1: Yeah, and he can get into like actual action shape, and then you get Bad Boys, and you know all this all this great stuff. Yeah. Uh, that Will Smith has done. Yeah, Bad
2: Boys. That was another good one. Mm-hmm. That's one of the few things from Michael Bay that I can actually watch, and it doesn't turn my stomach. Um, yeah, and
1: then you get after uh, Earth and uh, people shit on that, but that's actually pretty damn good too. Um,
2: I think it's kind of it's sort of the end thing now is to is to like make fun of them now, but it's like, but one of the things that you realize when you watch this movie is like, this is like one of the like this is like a big blockbuster hollywood movie big budget well relatively big budget not, really that big not budget. as big as some other ones but it's like it's a big blockbuster release right this is a huge movie like you were saying it made like 800 something million yeah because the, box the first
1: movie that had like over a hundred something million dollar budget wasn't that phantom menace no, the first
2: movie to have a hundred million dollar budget was Terminator Two. Oh, okay. Because I remember uh, on the uh, because I'm a DVD commentary nerd and I listened to James Cameron's commentary for Terminator Two, and he said that it set the record as the first movie with a hundred dollar or the hundred million dollar budget. Okay. And that was mainly because of the amount of work on the... I'm hijacking this shit. No, the main reason why is because they had to spend a lot of money on the T-1000 to make it look realistic. So a lot of that budget went into the computer tech to make the T-1000 look like liquid metal. That's where a lot of it came from. Because he's like, the rest of the movie is not that expensive. The T-1000 was very expensive to make. But, But yeah, that was the first one. Then... How much did Lucas Lucas spent over a hundred million though to make *Phantom Menace* if I'm not mistaken?
1: Oh, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. That's I don't. I don't remember to say it off the top of my head. But yeah. Uh, but it was a hundred million dollar
2: movie. Just wasn't the first one. Okay. Um, if I'm not mistaken, it, it it he he spent a little over a hundred million to make that, which uh, which everybody wanted to shit on that movie, but you know it's. It's still one of those movies like I could pop on Phantom Menace and watch it any
1: time. Covered if you, you guys
0: wanted to go listen to it. Yeah, we did all of the Star Wars prequels. So if you guys uh, if you guys still feel like you hate the
2: prequels, even after seeing the newer Star Wars, if you still hate it, go back and listen to our stuff about the prequels. We we might hopefully we change some minds. Yeah. Uh, I know we changed AJ's mind a little bit on the Attack of the Clones because he always hated that movie. He doesn't hate it nearly as much now after he listened to our episode about attack of the clones he actually is a little bit better with it now so you know hey we're just uh you were just two dudes just trying to erase the hate in the world and just be like hey uh you know uh just don't look at movies all the time like a bunch of assholes you know yeah is that a t-shirt i don't know maybe no uh, yeah, just it's a
1: bunch of bragging about ourselves. Yeah.
2: Well, isn't that what everybody does when they make T-shirts? They just, they're just you know, whether it's a YouTube channel or a podcast or oh. just bragging it's about not themselves.
1: to YouTubers.
2: We're uh, we're we're way better than that, huh?
1: <laughs> I wasn't gonna say that verbally.
2: Still won't. Steve almost, almost like did like a <laughs> <laughs> when I mentioned YouTubers. Uh, but anyway. Um, YouTubers. <laughs> they just beg you the whole,
1: the whole time. Yeah.
2: It's like, hey, guys, uh, please uh, please donate to my Patreon. It's like, what do I get if I donate to the Patreon? It's like, you get to be in exclusive live streams. It's like, I got too much shit to do to be in your live stream, bro. And, then, like, most of you guys that are live streaming are just playing video games. That's what the fuck I'm doing. I'm not going to be watching you playing a game when I can be playing shit. It's like, I Anyway.
1: That's, a, that's, that's a what that's do now. It's just watch other people play video. They just watch other people do shit. It's like, hey, why don't you watch this video on
2: YouTube of kids playing with slime? It's like, guess what your fucking kids can do? They can play with slime on their own. They don't have to watch the shit on YouTube. It's like a dollar. Right. You can fucking go to the store. Like, Steve bought slime for his boys. It's like, don't watch the shit on YouTube. Play with it on the floor like actual kids. Remember when we were kids? You remember Gack? Remember when they made Gack, Nickelodeon Gack? Because you had that shit too when you were a kid, right? I used you know that my shit for everything.
1: Voice was uh, the Yak back?
2: The the little the little machine that could yeah. they, you could like talk to low it. Low,
1: fast voice and regular voice. Right. And that was like the funnest shit
2: you could do, do like you could do like funny voices with. You could
1: only it. do like fifteen seconds, I think. You could only record because it couldn't record, record really
2: movie. worth the shit. It, it great toy. Yeah, they don't make shit like that anymore. No, because nobody has any imagination anymore. Everything's on a fucking tablet. But anyway, all right. Let's get to the comments. Okay, so um, how would you rate the acting in this movie? How do you, how do you like the actors in this movie? Considering you have Bill Pullman. You have Jeff Goldblum, Will Smith... uh, Write
1: the acting, like, to a number, or...? Uh, If you
2: want to, if you want to put it to a number, like, from 1 to 10, what would you consider the acting in this movie? Of who? Like, well, the main characters. so, like, Jeff Goldblum, Will Smith, and uh, Bill Pullman, specifically.
1: Oh, not Judd Hirsch?
2: Um, I mean, people didn't really have too much to say about Judd Hirsch, but... They definitely had shit they, to like, say.
1: He's too Jewish. <laughs> there were some people that were uh, like, "Yeah, was he's kind of the
2: stereotypical Jewish it. father."
1: And it was like, "Oh, you know what? Because there's a reason for that. Because he's um, Jewish. Actually, uh, Jewish." and So is Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. So, uh, I'm pretty sure that's racist. <laughs> it's like you're too Jewish. It's like I'm. I I am. I am Jewish. I am Jewish. Right. So... You're being anti-Semitic right now. What does that mean to be too Jewish? You're, you're, you're too white. <laughs> it's like, what? What does that mean? It's like, you're a white man. And you're acting like a white man. So you're too white. Yeah. See how it feels?
2: Leave me the fuck alone.
1: I'm confused. I'm confused. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I look like a Schlemiel. Uh Yeah. Uh, but uh, Jeff Goldblum... Um, let's see... Uh, if I compare it to other movies that he's done I guess that's how you'd have to do this Maybe like, How do
2: you feel his performance in Independence Day Is compared to like Jurassic Park And you know other stuff that he's done I, per-
1: I would say it's exactly even With Jurassic Park If that's the comparison So his character of say- David
2: is similar to Ian e. Malcolm yeah, In terms I, of performance maybe Not
1: as iconic pop culture wise But in the movie It's very similar It's very, It's just as good Right. Um, not as great as The Fly. Um, but let's be clear about The Fly. The best thing about The Fly is Jeff Goldblum, not the actual movie itself.
2: The actual movie is kind of. I hit the mic, sorry. Sorry uh, for anybody's eardrums out there.
1: The premise of the movie and the story is eh. Jeff Goldblum is amazing. You're right. He's what makes the movie watchable because you, you get to see, you know. Uh, I guess it's kind of like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids in that, that, that nature. Like, if Rick Moranis wasn't in it, you'd be like, this, this... This This is is just kind of garbage. This is some dumb shit. And then you're like, yeah, Rick Moranis, though. And you're like, ha, this is a great movie. A classic. Yeah. A fucking classic. Uh, (laughs) yeah. You know, so Jeff, Jeff did the Jeff thing. Um, and then, uh, Will Smith, um... I don't think he went too much out of his shell, but no one wanted him to because they're like, let's get that Will Smith charm, you know? Let let's, let's the have charisma. A, yeah, that, let's have a really likable main character because that's something that's sort of hard to pull off now. Um, so having characters that are super likable is is great, especially main characters like Steve Hiller is supposed to be, and then Bill Pullman was kind of a surprise because. Before I watched this movie, uh, in 1996, um, I didn't know who Bill Pullman was. And then you watch this movie, and you're like, one of my favorite characters. Yeah. And then, you know, Vivica Fox was also great. Yeah, I like
2: Vivica Fox in this. She, she's actually, I would, this I,
1: would, I would probably rate her uh, uh, performance in the movie the best, actually. In my opinion, like if you're talking about the actors, like, what what they have to do with their characters and stuff, I think she had to do the most work. Yeah, um, well,
2: especially because she's, like, the one that's out trying to run up the survivors and stuff in the truck and everything, trying to find people that survive the the, the blast and stuff yeah, in L.A. not just
1: that, just, like, her, just her acting. And then you get to see her again and kill a Bill. Yeah, yeah. And then she gets murdered. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's
2: true. Um... Uh, Vernita Green, right? Wasn't that her name in Kill Bill? Vernita, yes, Green? Vernita yeah. Green, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but um, all right, let's get to so people. And I did that, as kind of a setup for this comment, right? Because, um, people. I I went into this into the comments like blind, expecting people to be like, "Oh, the overly Jewish father. He's a stereotype." The uh, possibly gay station manager that David works for at the TV station. Pretty sure he's gay, but I uh, figure people will probably say something about that. The guy that you he's like, say, he's like, I gotta call my mother, I gotta call my lawyer. Eh, screw my lawyer. You know, like that guy. Like uh, I figured, people would probably say something about him because he's so over the top as a character.
1: Jesse, uh, he he was in the movie with him with the, uh, and uh, uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. That was his brother and Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, or he was Robin Williams' brother and Mrs. Doubtfire.
2: Yeah, okay. Uh, I re- I remember a little bit of that. Yeah. Uh, so I had certain things that I was expecting people, and I expected people to shit-talk Jeff Goldblum, because usually people do. Goldblum's one of those people that uh, a lot of people don't like as an actor because they feel like he's just Jeff Goldblum in every role and he's never actually a character. He's just being Jeff Goldblum in a different costume. And stuff. And what I found out was that people fucking hated Bill Pullman.
1: <laughs> okay, well, so, let's, uh, for, for the eighth time, let's get to the comments. <laughs> so it says, uh, wait a minute. Uh, what's like 20 my. 20 minutes of
2: setup. Right, yeah. Hey, you know, sometimes it's a slow burn. Um, and sometimes I have shit that I wanted to say and I felt like I hadn't said it yet. Um, <laughs> so it says, uh, wait a minute. What's and that's my- it. This
1: has been Beyond the <laughs> <laughs> that, would be, that would be some shit if I just stopped it right there
2: And people would be like Oh wait a minute Steve really fucking cut him off What an asshole uh, It's like yeah I'm beyond the hate But I still starting to hate on John i get to the fucking point <laughs> uh, So it says The, ca- the casting crew crack up Knowing just how silly his remark is But the actors actually Must pretend that this farce is poignant For example, there's Will Smith trying to tell his girlfriend that he loves her while choking back the emotion, or was it the other way around? I don't quite remember, but who gives a rat's ass? Then Will's dragging an alien across the salt flat and hamming it up. It's painful to watch. Uh, It did take some kind of planning for a film to start off as an entertaining concept and get progressively stupider and more moronic as you go. Pathetic one-liners, terrible performances, actors clearly embarrassed just to be there. Uh, When you've got Jeff Goldblum embarrassed, you've accomplished something with his career. Uh, Jeff Goldblum and his dad, or Judd Hirsch plays his dad, like you were saying earlier, who play chess in the park as a regular thing. Uh, Jeff is well-educated but lacking in ambition, uh, so he's a cable guy. His uh, appraising gaze is often fraught with smoldering sensitivity. Uh, belying the supposed depth of his character. Bill Pullman, non-actor, <laughs> as President of the United States with his goofy, no-eye-contact, sheepish-whip sheepish performance, donning a flight jacket. Uh, Randy Crade also doing the worst heroic death in the history of cinema. Will Smith searching for uh, f- searching for and finding his wife apparently the only survivor of an entire city. Uh, what a lucky coincidence. Uh, just return that captor when you're done with it, Will. It's not like we'll need it in the midst of fighting an interstellar war. Yeah, you,
1: know, <laughs> you normally wouldn't use uh, helicopters without guns on them in a war. Uh, for <laughs> just for one. Right. Um, and Talking about the how this guy is grading acting. This this is at the time. When was this comment written? Do you know? Uh,
2: this was I think 2004 actually. Okay. So saying, quite a bit after.
1: Okay, so this was the great legendary uh, Paul Newman that obviously wrote this, right? Uh, because he was like, you know, I'm one of the greatest actors ever, so. This oh wait this wasn't Paul Newman. No, this
2: was not Paul Newman. This was oh. uh, Jackoff720 on I am no, I'm just kidding. I don't know his username. That's
1: probably and better it, than what it actually right, is. Right? Yeah. of so
2: these people have like really fucked up it's usernames. Probably like um, CinemaGuy420 or something. Think of
1: some something dumb off the top of my head. Takashi69. Nah. Takashi69. Yeah, nah, that's not. That's, that's dumb. That's made up. That's nobody, nobody would use that. Nobody would use that. Um, let alone have a tattoo
2: uh, on, their, on their face.
1: Kale-eater 7, yeah. Kale-eater 7. That's, that's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> that's, right. the, that's the grossest thing I've ever heard. Right. Kale-eater? Kale Kale-eater? Ugh. Man. But no, nah, I mean, this, this. it's just non-actor Bill Pullman. Yeah, it says,
2: Bill Pullman, non-actor, as President of the United States with his goofy, no-eye-contact, sheepish, wimp performance. Donning a flight jacket.
1: You know what I would have really liked to see in this movie is it, if you didn't have Bill Pullman, I would have really liked to see Michael Keaton. He's like, let me tell you, it uh, <laughs> was like,
2: oh man, especially like <laughs> his this facial expressions with like his eyebrows, because
1: Keaton's really good at
2: being able to use his eyebrows
1: to get emotion across. That's one of the things about like, Keaton now, not Keaton in 1996, like Keaton now, right, as the president of the United States. Uh, In real life, actually. Please. please. Yeah. Uh, please. Keaton
2: 2020. Um, please. Who would be as vice president, though? If you're going to do that just randomly since we're on it, if Michael Keaton was like, I'm fucking running to be president because I'm sick of this shit, I want to do some different shit with the country, who would be, like, his ideal, like, running mate?
1: My default mode is just Donald Glover for everything. Donald Glover?
2: Imagine Michael Keaton with Donald Glover as his vice president. That would be... That would be Wh- wouldn't people That like, would be as the millennials say, lit fam.
1: <laughs> like, wait, who's president now? It's like, it's Michael Keaton with uh, Vice President Donald Lover. It's like... Oh, fuck, really? Wait, like, you got a couple of like, actors in there?
2: It's like, guess <laughs> what Emmanuel Reagan was. He was an actor. Yeah. He was pretending to be a president for eight
3: years.
1: <laughs> and didn't do great.
2: Right. Um, I would much rather have... Uh, Bill Pullman be like actual president than Ronald Reagan is actual president. You keep
1: joking about The Rock, but I'm not. I'm not joking.
2: At this and point, I President Rock, I think would be really good.
1: And also, anything for him to slow down for eight years, right? Dude, you can't make every movie in like ten years. Yeah,
2: how many fucking Jumanji movies and and shit are you gonna make, man? Like, come on, you're he's in every fucking movie now. It's like yeah. we get it. You're talented. Do you have to. You need to say some pussy for the rest of us, man.
1: You, you have to say no every now and then. Right? Yeah, you have to be like, I'm not going to do that movie? Like,
2: uh. Because he did. Was it. Was it. Uh, Hobbs and was, Shaw? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Complete shit. Uh. Yeah. No, there was, it was the, 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 there was the. It was like the game plan was one of them, and then he, didn't he do, like, the. Like one of the, did he do the first Tooth Fairy. He did the Tooth Fairy. Yeah, and then the second one was uh, Larry the Cable Guy, wasn't it? Yeah. Did He do the second Tooth Fairy. Which is tooth just fairy? The swole. Right. Like the rock. Yeah, man, he's got the guns, man.
1: Yeah, especially with those cut off, cut off flannels.
2: yeah, <laughs> You got to show that, man. You got to, you got to. It's, it's like going to the fucking convention, man. You got to go to the gun show.
1: It's like, it's like when you, whenever you compare people, you're like, The Rock, Larry the Cable Guy. Vin Diesel, Michael Cera. um yeah. you go you know, you go uh, Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. Uh, uh uh fucking Peter Dinklage. uh Arnold all the, Schwarzenegger. All the badasses. All the badasses. Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh Danny McBride. Yeah, Danny McBride.
2: Yeah, he's in there too. You gotta you gotta have all, all the, the swole motherfuckers.
1: All the swole all the swole boys that uh that fucking
2: go to the gym. Adam Driver. Uh,
1: Adam Driver. He
2: got, because he was in that kind of run. Uh, yeah. Uh, ben uh, Ben Swolo. <laughs> yeah, Adam Driver and Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. Uh, Lindsay
1: Lohan actually is in good shape, so that one doesn't work.
2: She actually is in good shape, yeah. We can't really make fun of the Lohan. She's in much better shape than a lot of bitches, so. And, and
3: Lohan,
1: no
2: hate there.
3: Yeah,
1: no, no hate there. We always talk about her. The we talk shit about Lindsay Lohan, but we actually <laughs> do about Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and make a statement here on Beyond the A Now eh, that's over with. We're never gonna. Move. I don't. I don't think we're gonna make fun of you again, though. And I, I think we're just gonna try to support you. And hopefully. Hopefully. Get your shit together. They just replace uh, uh, that monster Amber Heard with you in the new Aquaman movie. I'd fucking love to see that. That'd be
2: pretty cool. Yeah, I'd be down to see that.
1: It's like yeah, we replaced Amber Heard. Who'd you get, Lindsay Lohan? Fuck yes, yeah. somebody I like. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh
2: that would definitely be interesting.
1: That'd be awesome because everybody kept talking about Lindsay Lohan would be like Little Mermaid or in the Little Mermaid or whatever.
2: Oh the for the live action? Yeah. Yeah yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: that'd be pretty awesome if they, they were just like, Yeah, yeah, uh, Amber, we don't wanna have to deal with any of that shit. Uh Lohan, do you wanna play uh uh I think her name Myra? Yeah. Mara.
2: I've not seen the Aquaman movie, so I, uh, I'm i going totally by what you say on that one.
1: Mara, I think. And if you guys want to correct me, uh, email me at gofuckyourself. <laughs> at yahoo.com. At, at y- yahoo.com. Yeah, they don't even do the yahoo anymore. No, nah, you you know I think they lost their budget because it was kind of funny. You know how much I love the community show or whatever. Uh-huh. Yahoo, you remember when Yahoo did community streaming? Uh oh, not, they, no, they did streaming. They did they they tried to start their own streaming service. Oh really? Yeah, and they tried to buy community and put it on there, and it bankrupted. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit.
2: Yeah, because uh, doesn't like it. I think ATT owns Yahoo now or something, yeah, don't they,
1: they? They put community the reason Yahoo went out of business. <laughs> Game try to stream them to 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 start their streaming company, and they went out of business. <laughs> right. And I always I, that made me like community more. Right.
2: Well it's probably because they're trying to get they're trying to pay the, the uh the costume department to make a fucking giant costume out of a payday candy bar. And that shit I it, 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 one of the things I've always loved like uh, costume and mascot humor. Like if you if you're wearing a ridiculous costume it makes me laugh more Brock uh, <laughs> I don't know what happened, I don't know what happened there. What don't happen?
1: I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. It just runs.
2: And then he just fucking... Meanwhile, he's wearing an entire costume that looks like a payday candy bar to do a rap about how their check is going to be on a different day. So the premise is already just completely fucked up because he's literally wearing a suit where he looks like a giant candy bar. Uh, But... Oh, uh, that's uh, that's probably the craziest clip I've seen from that show, or, or like watching in, like an and episode then, of it. Yeah, and
1: then Donald uh, Donald Glover was asked about his rap, and he's like, you, "You, that's the greatest rap from anyone that I've ever heard. That's worn that costume. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's the best to ever do it." Uh, and I was like, "Yeah, I don't I don't see anyone else that could have ever done that. I mean, Jim Rash."
2: Oh, imagine Eminem wearing that payday costume oh, and man, then and doing a wrap. would have been great
1: in community. If they do make the movie, they need to fucking get Eminem. Somewhere right. In there. You know who else? So, like, like I was saying, like. We're off on a tangent. Yeah. yeah. Anybody who,
2: like, wears, like, ridiculous costumes, like when you watch um, Accepted and you see Jonah Hill and he's like, Ask me about my wiener! And he's wearing a John Haddock costume fucking hilarious, Jonah Hill in a costume yes, every fucking movie that was fat
1: Jonah Hill though that was fat Jonah Hill, well, if any Jonah Hill did it, would you laugh?
0: or is all like, like
1: serious and he's like ask me about my wiener it's like no, we need fat Jonah Hill I'm back. going for an Oscar Right. it's I'm like sure. you're Jonah Hill what the fuck are you doing man right but uh but yeah. it's like if Paul Rudd just all of a sudden got serious on us and it's like,
2: uh, it's like I'm gonna do this art picture because yeah, I want to win an Academy I'm going Award.
1: Leonardo DiCaprio for the next ten years is like I don't think anybody's gonna. Watch I don't him, think Paul. anybody's gonna vote for that man. But like, uh, because you're lovely and you're funny and you're just right. You, you, you brighten our day. Like if you've ever, did you ever watch uh, Our Idiot Brother? Uh, oh
2: no, uh,
1: dude! It's one of Paul Rudd's best movies, and it's got Elizabeth things. It's got a great cast. It's got TJ Miller and. Uh, a bunch of awesome freaking people in it. And, oh, uh, well, I'd
2: like you to check it out because I, I like all of those people. Yeah, it, uh, it's
1: like... Uh, I want to say... Uh, I don't want to say Zoe Deschanel, but I, I, it's one of
2: so the... Is
1: it Emily? Is it Emily Deschanel? one of the De Deschanels. Uh, or I might be just completely wrong, but one of them does look like a Deschanel. Uh, I'm trying to remember from the top of my head. But uh, it's such a good movie. It's funny... Been it's emotional and I'll make you cry and I'll make you happy. And it was like, it would just be like Paul Rudd just be like, you know, I don't want to do this stuff anymore. I want to try to be like Leonardo DiCaprio. And it's like, well, Leo, the thing about somebody like Leo, Leo's always been Leo. Yeah. Like, even Inception, the reason you don't necessarily need to cast an actor like Leo in Inception, but for people to pay attention to what they're saying, you actually do have to cast some like Leo in Inception. Because the acting doesn't have to be insanely, like, over the top for Inception. No. But for you to, you have to get an actor that someone would pay attention to.
2: Right. So. Because it's, there's a lot of things that you have to set up. It's a lot of information. It's a lot of information to set up how that. Inception world, like the rules and how everything works.
1: And then when they explain the rules and stuff, and then you're just like okay, I get it. And there's like, and also maybe everything's a dream. Or nothing is. And then everything might be. Or this could be. And this isn't. And you're like...
2: Christopher Nolan still got your money though.
1: Yeah, and you're like wait, what? Did I did just it? get mind fucked? Was all of this a dream? And Christopher Nolan, and then you're asking Christopher Nolan, it's like, what real, what is it? And Christopher Nolan is like that's the secret, and Is like, do you actually even know Christopher Nolan? <laughs> or are you just like, I'm going to make this shit so complicated that no one knows, not even me or Jonathan. People are going to be in film school. And when ask me, I'm going to be like, I don't know, you figure it out. Right. And what I really mean is, I don't even know.
2: Figure it out, and you can tell me what the fuck yeah, happened. figure it
1: out. Did you figure it out yet? And it's like, well, the totem shakes at the end, and it's like, but it'll fall. Was that like his totem? Was that as? Uh, was that as? Uh, you know, totem to begin with, or was it his wedding ring? It's like, oh fuck! If this was wedding ring, that means the whole thing was a dream. It's like, yep, yeah. or nothing was a dream. What the fuck? Right. Fuck you, Chris Nolan. Yeah, that's all we want to say here. Uh, yeah, a movie uh, directed by Roland em- Emmerich. Right. <laughs> fuck, <laughs> Chris Chris Nolan. Is fuck you, Chris Nolan. It's fuck you, Chris. Just in like
2: in like, your, like your parentheses, just putting out. Actually, we love you.
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, smart movies. There's not enough smart movies. There's there's no. But the still, just still one of my favorite movies. Of dumb fucking movies. Yeah, we don't need any of those. No, we need we need, we need more directors
2: like Christopher Nolan that are willing. To, that's why I'm kind of interested to see what's gonna happen with Tenet. because I'm like, oh shit, it's like I, I started to see Dunkirk. Because I heard Dunkirk was, was, like, really, really well done because it's... Actually, the one I want to It's, really like, his war master uh, World War uh, II the masterpiece. One I really
1: want to see is Hacksaw Ridge. Hacksaw Ridge. Um, that's the Mel Gibson one, I think, but it's Andrew Garfield.
2: Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: so, Andrew's amazing.
2: Yeah. That is the real Spider-Man. Anyway, uh... <laughs> um, and then, well, and then the the guy who does the voice for Miles Morales, he, he's also badass. Um, so this is a small comment, and then we'll, we'll take a, a break after this one. Because I wasn't sure where to, where to put this exactly, but I was like, uh, and I'm like, so I'll just I'll just tack it in before the break or whatever. That's
3: what but she
2: said. I'll just tack it in before the break, yeah. Is that... Is that a fetish? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. If you guys have a tack fetish. If you guys have a tuck it in fetish. Do not email us. Yeah, right. If you have a tuck it in fetish, that's totally different. Um, email us? Yeah. Sack to the back. <laughs> In my head, you know, TLC has a song called "Head to the Back." <laughs> just imagine a remix. Do you think that's what that song was about? Uh, no, no, no.
1: I just think it'd be funny it's if you made a remix. Seriously about it. If you made a song called "Stick to the Back." <laughs> no, no. John just broke that. The TLC made a song about your dick, taking your dick and, and balls. Your legs. It's it's canon. <sighs> that's what that song was about. We just broke it here at Beyond the Hay. Hat to the back, by TLC. Hat this. to the back. You know, sometimes the dome of your dick is called a hat. That means tuck that shit back. <laughs> and become... Uh, I don't know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Goodbye, horses. Oh, yeah. yeah. Would you, you fuck me? me?
1: I'd, fu- I'd, I'd fuck I'd fuck me. Chapstick is very sexual to Jay. Yeah, it is. And so it's like that in real life
2: because I think that's why he was so comfortable doing because he actually does that shit to Kevin Smith in real life
1: just to set him like kind of uneasy. Man has no dick. He has a dick. He's going to back you <laughs> Oh God, the
2: reboot was so good too. The reboot was really good. Yeah. It was it was, a, it was above and beyond what I thought it was gonna be. So, okay. and we actually did that episode too. So, if you guys want to check
1: it out. A so review for. for them. So let's get to your small comment.
2: Okay, uh, so now we've tucked it back. Uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> some of the few points that just irked me was the issue of the of, the, of uh, First Lady Whitmore. Uh, We find out she died in the initial alien attack. Sad, huh? Well, later we find out she's alive. Yippee! Uh, I'm imagining that as Anakin Skywalker going like, Yippee! Uh, Then later she dies anyway. Uh, I didn't care at that point. Uh, There's a scene where a wave of fire is engulfing a tunnel filled with cars. People are dying by the thousands. There's a dog who somehow figures ridiculously in all of this... um, uh, the uh, uh, the dog makes it to uh, the maintenance exit uh, in the nick of time just to be spared. The entire audience oohed and odd like they were watching the Wonder Years or something. Who cares if throngs of people have been reduced to charcoal briquettes just so the cute little puppy can make it?
1: Oh,
0: it sounds like <laughs>
1: Michael Vick wrote this comment. Right. It's like hey, man, let that dog burn and die. Let that fucking dog burn. And it lost. It's not like I made people fight to the death.
2: Right. It wasn't I like know. it was USC and I had people punishing each other. You know, it was just dogs, man. It's like but, you
1: uh, pay uh, those dogs millions of dollars. Right. Uh, but anyway, this isn't political. Right. Uh, but also. But like, they're talking about really fucking dumb. But like the thing where it's like uh,
2: Jasmine like Vivica A. Fox's character like she grabs. Uh, what's her son's name? It's Dylan, right? Isn't it Dylan, uh, the little boy? She grabs her son, right? And she's like, uh, she's like, we gotta get out of the car because she can see the fireball coming down you know, the tunnel and stuff so she kicks up in the
1: fucking maintenance door Because her legs are strong from all the stripping Right, yeah No,
2: dude, man, you know, you gotta have some strong ass thighs to work that pole I
1: don't know if that's true
2: you gotta, you got to have thick-ass thighs to work that pole. And that's not true, either. Maybe it's not. We're just going to go with that. That's the reason why she can kick that door she's down. Really,
1: she works out.
2: She works out. Maybe she just this like a of that. stats.
1: We don't have to say that her stripping gave her her superpower. <laughs> we can say she's just a... Maybe she's fan. just... Uh, maybe she did back when
2: she was like a kid or something, you know? We, we she don't just, need that
1: much of a backstory. <laughs> she could just actually work out. Yeah, that's so... I they hard. That's why the thighs are so thick. <laughs> it's like, no, she could just be like, you know, she could go to the gym. That's just for part for of her workout
2: routine. I mean, then the guy Fox in 1996 was in great shape. She's
1: still in She's great still shape now. I about to say, she
2: still is. She still is now. Uh, she still is a Fox. Um, So, like, anyway, so she
1: kicks the, the doors down. I never heard that. Right. Yeah. She stole a Fox. Yeah. That's never been a pickup line. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep working on that one. Uh in case
1: I meet yeah, her. Yeah, Vivica, you're still a fox. <laughs> what about their panties like, though? Fuck off. <laughs> I would just get pepper spray. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. not even by her. She just keep walking like a bodyguard in like, <laughs> <laughs> ah, Worth it No totally uh, I might be banned in my
2: right eye, but it was worth it. Vivica, I love you. Um but uh <laughs> so she takes the sun in there and she's like you know and then she's like boom boom she's calling to the dog and stuff and he jumps over on the cars and does like his little like park parkour to get through the, the cars but this dude's
1: like that dog should've fucking and died. it's like <laughs> yeah so this fireball that's killing like thousands of people in this fucking tunnel
2: and shit and destroying all the cars how the fuck does the dog magically make it and missed. all these people fucking died
1: I would have loved to have seen that dog get burned alive. Yeah, just because it's still, the humans died, so the dog's got to die too. And I'm like, what kind of asshole is so like? So you know, for every human that dies, murder a dog. <laughs> 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 Who wrote this shit, Michael Vick? Yeah, this Jesus, is just, that's brutal.
2: That's not great. It's like, and there was, and that was like, that from three comments of people that were like, oh, so the dog made it, but the other humans didn't make it. And miraculously, Will Smith's girlfriend makes it and his son. You know, and it's like...
1: Yeah, miraculously, it's called telling a story. Right, because everybody else is like panicking and just kind of running down the street. She can see the fireball. She's like,
2: we've got to find some place to hide where we can get we can get through this.
1: So basically, everyone... She's just a badass mom. Everyone in the tunnel is dumb. Yeah. Except her. Yeah. And the dog. The dog is badass. I think you've never met dogs smarter than humans. I, I have one, one out of two of them that are smarter than humans.
2: Harley's <laughs> kind of dumb. She's a lovable dog, but she's dumb.
1: Yeah, she's she's, she's dumb she, as shit. She's a, sweet she's a sweetheart, sweetheart,
2: but she's dumb as
0: shit. She's
1: a sweet little dog, but like if if I was in a apocalypse situation and like I, I needed, you know, if something was going to happen, uh, she'd probably be there before I was. was right. Like oh shit, diamond, that's a great idea. Fucking and then you know we would live. Right. Because uh, Donald would probably be like, "Yeah, I
2: found a place," and she would just like show you a place, and you're like,
1: like "Oh shit, that's oh fuck, this is
2: actually a great place to hide." That's a okay.
1: Good
2: idea. Fucking zombies can't She's get in here. She's actually one
1: of the dogs that probably in a apocalypse scenario you'd just be like. Oh, fuck, we're hungry. And then she'd be like, here's a couple squirrels. And be like, oh, shit. Oh, sweet. Thanks. Oh,
2: sweet. Well, let's go ahead and uh, cook these motherfuckers.
1: Yeah, but that's just... Uh, Fuckin- dogs are awesome and smart. And fuck these people. are like, well, why does the dog live, though? And it's like, yeah, because... Let's be honest. A lot of dogs are way better than humans.
2: Yeah. But the other thing that gets me, too, is this person was like, okay, so... They set up in the movie the idea that, like, um, the helicopter that had the first lady went down. They don't have communications, so they're assuming that she's dead. But really what it was is that the helicopter crashed, and she is barely surviving. She's wounded, yeah. but she's trying to hang on. And then she lives on long enough to be able to be reunited with the president and everything, and then eventually she does pass because her wounds are j- thats too much for them to be able to, to fix. Right? So he's, and this like, like, he's- like-
1: fuck the first uh, lady. Ah, she was already dead. Instantly. I wish the first lady would be dead yeah. already. Right. It's like, what the fuck? There's- There's people- What are these comments? This guy's gotta be on the terrorist watch list. Because he's probably just commenting on, like, every movie where there's, like, a first lady and it's like, Oh, man, we're, like, eight minutes in. Why isn't this bitch dead? Right. It's like yeah, uh, we need to add him to
2: a watch list because this guy this is has
1: a lot of hate for first. Possibly
2: a domestic terrorist. We might need to make sure that Melania is not in any like clear and, and present danger.
1: Yeah, I wonder what <laughs> year he wrote that comment because he, he, um, he definitely probably was. Amazing. That
2: was oh that one was I think 98, 99 oh. something. I think it was ninety eight on that one. I want to say it was ninety-eight. I don't remember exactly, but I. I so want to Robert say.
1: Bush was probably in some danger.
2: No, ninety-eight still would have been Hillary because. Uh, the that would have been Hillary? yeah, because uh, Clinton didn't leave till two thousand. Oh, That's yeah. when Bush Junior took over. That's right. With uh. Well, yeah, Bush Jr. and Laura Bush
1: was well, 2000. It's understandable
2: then. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just oh, kidding. man. Stable's <laughs> like, yeah, this guy's like, kill, trying to kill First Ladies. This guy's a psychopath. It's a psychopath. It's eh, maybe he's doing the Lord's <laughs> work. <laughs>
1: I'm just kidding. No, uh, no, 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 no. Don't think uh, that. I
2: mean, according to Alex Jones, Hillary Clinton is a demon and has a distinct smell when oh, you're around she's right a there. demon. She's a demon.
1: Well, then he's doing the right thing. Yeah, he is doing the right thing. Alex Jones stuff. says it, you know it. must be true. It's, it's basically uh, fantasy. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we're going to go take a break. And uh, when we come back, uh, he probably said Michelle Obama is Satan, even though she's like the sweetest person in the world. Oh no, he he basically said that
2: Michelle Obama was a man. That like, she actually isn't a is woman. She she's more a of man. man than
1: him? Yes, yes. He would, right. <laughs> he would be right. Got your back, Michelle Obama. I like you more than your husband. Break time. <laughs> break time.
2: know well, no, that song's about Anne Hathaway. Really? No. Is that... Because uh, <laughs> I don't think... It, was Anne Hathaway even, even born, born when she... When <laughs> she made
1: Michael true? Jackson wrote that?
2: Michael Jackson's like, there's going to be... Uh, wow. um, somebody... Yeah, because I remember like somebody did a thing online since randomly on Anne Hathaway, and they were like, uh, she's married to a dude that looks almost exactly like William Shakespeare, and Shakespeare's... Wife was Anne Hathaway, and the people are like, "That's fucking weird." That like she marries a dude that looks like William Shakespeare.
1: That's reading a little too much in it, and also a lot of people don't even believe William Shakespeare actually existed.
2: He didn't. He was just He was just a. He was just a. Uh, was just a, a, a dude. Somebody wrote that shit. Well,
1: they were saying that the William of Shakespeare was the, a name that, like, a collective of people would write in uh, uh, for, for King's plays, And there's a lot of evidence to back it up. I don't know. I'm not a historian. I'm not either. Um, but, but don't there, they have like
2: paintings of what he looked like, though? Or is that just totally fabricated?
1: I think it's totally fabricated because written, like, years and years after the fact, it, it wasn't painted during his lifetime, is what they said. And that, that's a little suspicious to them.
2: I'm going to have to look this shit up because I'm interested. I've never heard that conspiracy it's, theory oh, no, that a, William Shakespeare is actually not just a guy, but it's a collection of people writing under a pseudonym.
1: It's not it's not totally a conspiracy theory because there are historians that say there's evidence to say that he, he never existed. Wow, that's crazy. There's actual historians. But that's that's just a weird thing. I mean, it, it would make a little bit... Of sense, I guess. If it was a collective of people writing this stuff, but also, why? But they had
2: the they had the same language on everything. Everybody wrote consistently.
1: Well, it, it actually wasn't the same language on everything. Because the you know the tragedy of Henry the Eighth is written nothing like Romeo and Juliet.
2: Well, no, and Macbeth is different, too, but yeah, so. it's, like, but, but Shakespeare is credited with coming up with, like, a lot of, like, curse words and stuff, too.
1: Well,
3: anyway,
2: that's uh, that's for a totally different
1: time. Well, there's, your, there's your daily... Uh, there's your homework. Uh, yeah, there's, there's your... Daily <laughs> there's, if you guys do any research on that, maybe we'll come back to this in, like, a year or two. Um, if you guys can find some stuff, maybe we can't find. Cause I, you know, I've, I've seen a bunch of stuff on William Shakespeare and I believe he was real for most of my life and I, I still kind of do but it is some damning evidence whenever they're like well this writer actually was more like you know whenever you see some of the stuff because they know some people in the period that never got credits for writing and they, they were somehow documented as like great writers and stuff uh, so I guess that's where that evidence comes from, or maybe that's all bullshit. Uh, mind, mind fuck. Mind fuck. You <laughs> know us at Beyond Ada. Actually, here's another mind fuck. Uh, since we're talking, this is kind of like a Mandela effect thing. So, at, and this might just be me, and I, it might just be something that changed. It should be something small. Okay. So, in my head, when I was younger, Sonic used to... Uh, Sonic, the, the fast food restaurant chain... Uh, okay. Oh, we're talking about the hedgehog, okay. Not a hedgehog. You used <laughs> to have a, uh, a banana split ice cream. Right. Right? So, apparently, they've never had that, and that's always been Dairy Queen. Am I crazy? Because I remember ordering... Banana Splits from Sonic where I'm from. But now Dairy Queen does it the exact same way I remember them doing it because they put pineapples on it and I always thought it was weird. Uh, And I always had to order it without pineapples. On a Banana Split? Yeah, because I always thought that was weird. But apparently that was not a Sonic thing. It never was. And it was a Dairy Queen thing. And, um... Yeah. That's that, interesting. That totally blew my. That's something that I, I no video of that. I, I had to do the research myself because I seen it the other day, because uh, Sonic Sonic doesn't have banana anymore. Yeah, because I go to
2: Sonic for uh, for lunch all the time, and they don't have a banana split on their menu. No, no,
1: but they, they they used to or what in whatever universe I was in, I guess, because that's where I'd always go. Because uh, I lived in this certain part of the area, and there was a Sonic next to me, and there wasn't probably a Dairy Queen for, like, 50 miles of me. Uh, And I always used to get it from there. And um, apparently they they never sold Banana Splits.
2: So, yeah, so you're you're in the... um, Before the Large Hadron Collider Mm -hmm. um, existed. Because, like... uh, this is not about Mandela effect. We could probably do a totally separate episode about that. We're getting back to Independence Day soon. Just give us like a minute. We gotta get this shit out of our brains. Yeah. But I can remember <laughs> if you if you listen to the show, you know you have to be patient. We'll we'll get back yeah, to it eventually. ADD fuck. Yeah. we're Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, like I always remember because people would say like, no, it's it's Baron Stain bears, stained bears. And I'm like, bullshit. I had fucking books. My grandmother had Berenstein Bears books at her house. I remember I used to read them shits when I was a kid. And, well, we, we- and Curious George, because they were like, Curious George never had a tail. And I'm like, bullshit. I remember Curious George having a fucking tail. That monkey had a tail.
1: Oh, yeah. I had a book where he was hanging off trees with his tail. Right. And I, I think I had that same book. And I'm like, fucking Curious George yeah.
2: had a fucking tail. And they're like, no, they never had a tail. And I'm like, bullshit. I'm from a different reality then because I remember Berenstain bears, not Berenstain.
1: Yeah, so yeah, we, we had the legit Jewish bears. And yeah. now <laughs> they're like, that's too Jewish.
2: So we got to make them like not as Jewish so that it doesn't freak people out with its Jewishness. It's like that's anti-Semitic. These bears were fucking Jews. Yeah,
1: I th- I think Hitler's responsible for all this shit. Do you I think like, maybe that
2: got destroyed during World War Two? No, how old is the Bernstein bear? Should make the sixties? I
1: don't know. I I'm, I'm just gonna go and say it, it was Hitler. It was Hitler's fault. Right. That's. I don't, I don't even care when it was made. Hitler's fault. Maybe that's what altered the timeline. Like something was coming. Maybe
2: like when Hitler killed himself, it just it just fucked everything up yeah, for just the world forever. The matrix and it was just like, like he wasn't he supposed to kill himself. Like, yeah. you know, man, man, maybe I don't know.
1: Ugh.
2: It's like, wouldn't that be some shit if it's like, ah, yes, my ultimate victory is that I fucked over the world forever. I was actually supposed to live until I died of old age,
3: in but you team. made me kill myself and now I fucked over the rest of history. Yeah, it's he like, can, man, fuck you. Need the whole plan.
2: Right. You're the reason why I can't get fucking banana splits anymore from Sonic that I had forever since I was a kid. You fucking
1: piece of shit. Yeah, because I don't know if anybody else remembers that, but I, re- I, I just recently seen that, and I was like, wait, what the fuck? You're what like, I've what? ordered them shits from Sonic before. A bunch of times. That used to be, like, my favorite thing. Like, sometimes I wouldn't even eat lunch. I would just eat that banana split from Sonic. Right. <laughs> and now that's that's not a thing. So I'm
2: concerned. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm concerned hearing about this because I'm like Cause I've I,
1: asked a few people and it was like no Sonic's never had a blunt been in a split and I was like what? It's like bullshit. up, ate it.
2: I fucking physically ordered this shit from Sonic and ate it. Something fucked up in our reality and we are never gonna get that reality back now. i I'm, I'm almost convinced that that's the thing. Like the whole thing about like um, fucking the uh, scarecrow uh, or no, the Tin Man and the Wizard of Oz fucking holding a gun.
1: That wasn't real. I was like, there's no fucking way I would have missed. Was that it wasn't. Was it? Was there was, was. the scarecrow. Had had the there's pistol. There's no way I would have missed that as a kid. Right. It's like you tell totally me. like playing like cowboys and you know in the day I guess it's problematic now cowboys and Indians and stuff. Right. You know, but. Yeah. You, if you were a kid, you'd be like, oh, there's a gun, oh, cool, pop out, pop out, and everyone would have been talking about it at school. Yeah, everybody no would like, have been like, there's no way that was fucking in there. Right,
2: and people would like, yeah, no, he's always had a gun in Wizard of Oz, and I'm like, bullshit, well, I remember watching Wizard of Oz when I was a kid. Scarecrow never had a fucking six-shooter pistol? Are you he's telling like me? Goddamn Clint Eastwood? Yeah, this dude, is, this isn't good, the bad, and the ugly. It's, it's, it's a fucking family movie.
1: He didn't have a fucking pistol. And they're like, yeah, if you go back and at like, it. No, like tomorrow, they'd be like, you know what the good, bye, there was actually no guns? And it's like, what?
2: Yeah, they replaced him with walkie-talkies like they did on E.T. They just
1: had a really good conversation <laughs> at the end. It's like, that is bullshit. That is bullshit. It's like, yeah, they all became friends. Watch it. Let me put it in. it's like, uh... Uh, I would, I would literally be in a mental institution if they're like, yeah, there was no actual guns and gunfights and the good and the bad and the ugly. This is the thing, I'd be like, uh... This is not real. Th- this yeah, is... This, this is the fucking Matrix. Let me out of here. I'd just yeah. be like, let me out. Please yeah. let me out. What the fuck? on the Truman Show? What the fuck is this? Yeah. Uh, but anyway... <laughs> oh, damn. That kind of gave me a little bit of chills. Right. But anyway, let, yeah, let's Um. So... This movie is called
2: Independence Day, right? And it's very heavily implied that it's, this is, uh... Wait, so this is, is,
1: does this movie take place on, uh, like, August the 4th, or...? Uh, no, it's actually, uh it's, uh,
2: it's September, but... September. Yeah, yeah, that's the real Independence Day, but the bullshit one is in July. Yeah. Yeah, because we Propaganda. Yeah, propaganda machine bullshit. Um...
1: <laughs> but Do we uh, we go by the the Korean calendar or No,
2: we actually go by the uh the the uh the monk calendar that they created back in like the like the like the 1000s. I don't know if
1: we're using that one or the Scientology calendar which has us in year, I don't know, 4 or something. No, we're in
2: um we're in um trimester 7 of trimester tr- trimester 7 of reality now. <laughs> that makes sense. And if you're listening to this and you're like, wait, I think I heard something about that. That that doesn't exist either.
1: We just made that up. But it might also exist in Scientology? There might be <laughs>
2: You can make us a straight up bullshit and it might actually exist in Scientology. Who knows? There might, might actually be trimesters in Scientology not related right to pregnancy.
1: Elron Albert was a hack and fraud, but also a genius, so. I mean, hey, he made them dollars. That's all that matters. time kind of man of all time. Oh yeah. There's no arguing that. <laughs> so respect. <laughs> uh, and also none. Uh, so at the same time. Right. Yeah. Um, I
2: mean, yeah. Uh, you you count the world. So I guess props for that. But also fuck you.
1: Oh, that's basically what. No. Uh, you
2: just. You know, it's like, what uh, was it, P.T. Barnum said there's a sucker born every minute, and ev- every single one of them are Scientologists. And also
1: fuck <laughs> P.T. Barnum. <laughs> <laughs> for, <laughs> fucking saving animals. Yeah, for uh, exploiting
0: uh, disabled people. Uh, yeah, well, that too, yeah. Look, it's the
2: it's the fucking three-legged man. It's like, that man has a condition. Does he need to be trotted <laughs> out like a freak You're show?
1: Lady, look at this eight-foot-tall man. He's going to die at 19 years old. <laughs> because um, his heart can't uh, really uh, pump all the blood uh, to his uh, body uh, efficiently. P.T. Barnum was very problematic. <laughs> freak shows are just not...
3: Um, That's not
2: kosher. It's not cute. It's not coo. Um, so... People have a lot of issues with the fact that this is an American movie, right? Even though it even though the aliens are attacking the world. Uh so Wait, what? yeah. So it says I can so let me read it and then I'll let you uh, I'll let you finish. I'm gonna let you finish
1: but Beyonce had the greatest music video of all time. Of all time. <laughs> of all time, even uh, though it's just her dancing. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, the Terry actually had to act in hers. Um, so anyway, it says, uh, but also s- She didn't have the greatest vi- music video of all time. We all know it was the best music video of all time, was, uh, Blue Blah Blah Fucking <laughs> <Like> <laughs> Apple 65. It's fucking a from Apple
3: 65. <laughs> and Steve gets so much, he didn't actually like a single so fuck about He actually fucked up
1: the name of it. <laughs> Not on purpose, just because he doesn't give a fuck! (laughs) Uh, 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 Honestly, who gives a fuck what the greatest music video of all time? Actually, probably the most. Probably Thriller, thriller, honestly. Yeah, it's definitely Thriller. Thriller, Isn't Thriller the greatest music video of all time? Maybe Bad Romance by Lady Gaga, because that's a great music
2: video. Prince When Doves Cry, that's a good video. That's a great
1: video. That's better than Lady Gaga.
2: The only thing is that it's just kind of Prince just crawling naked out of a. Out of a bathtub for like the whole video.
1: That's enough.
2: But I, I guess that's enough. Yeah.
1: Uh, uh, yeah. Madonna's like a virgin. That's a fucking. Like a
2: virgin. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that one's video. that one's good too. Well, okay, so we're uh, off oh, rails right gonna, now. keep going. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so it says uh, I consider myself a proud American, but sometimes waving the banner is just tacky. Doesn't he mean waving the flag? What the? We don't use a banner.
1: We're, I, we're not. He's not, not an
2: American. I'm gonna call bullshit like right now.
1: Yeah, he said banner. Yeah, it, it, what, no. emergency um, may... from 1740. <laughs> <laughs> we must wave the banner. We must wave the banner into the battle. Fuck the Constitution. they still have the like, drummers and stuff? That was a great strategy by the way. That was a great strategy by the way. History, drumming. So your attack is like, oh well, there they are.
2: Yeah, to make sure it it. that you're marching on time, you know. Yeah,
1: they have the fucking uh, trumpets and the drums. There they are. Hey, just go on the other side. Just shoot him in the back. Fuck <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> fucking uh, 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 fucking um, dude, they killed Jesse James style. Uh, Robert Ford. Ford,
2: yeah. Not to be confused with Henry Ford, who was a Nazi sympathizer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Ford, don't have the last name Ford. No, <laughs> Gerald Ford, I think. Gerald Ford
2: was okay. Yeah. I
1: don't know. Harrison
2: Ford. That's the best Ford. There we go.
1: Because <laughs> I wasn't sure about General, uh, Gerald Ford. I was like, because in my head, I'm like, I'm I'm really terrified to say like, oh Gerald Ford was a good president. And then you're like, oh no, he was like a like a really big racist. <laughs> like or something, something crazy,
2: like he, he inappropriately touched women or something.
1: Uh, it's yeah. like, oh. No, actually, Gerald Ford, like, uh, you know, he he used to skin people. And it's like, oh, never mind. Yeah, he was actually a
2: cannibal. Uh, they just yeah. hid it. You know, the Secret Service would bring him bodies. It's like,
1: oh, fuck, I want to know about all this. He would only eat dicks stuff.
2: <laughs> no, that was Nixon. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> eat a dick? Eat a dick. <laughs> Gay! <laughs> um, <laughs> That's the greatest joke of the night. Uh, Eat a dick, quote Nixon.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, but
2: anyway, so, uh, so continuing, Uh, it says, Waking the Banner is just tacky. Uh, during the final showdown, the rest of the countries on the planet Earth were waiting for the Americans to start attacking the aliens before they moved, question mark? Uh, even going so far to illustrate the point by having a foreign commander literally sitting on his rump and jumping up to scramble for an attack once the U.S. said it to go. What kind of self-serving patriotism crap is that? Go grab a snack or take a pee and don't bother with the pause. Uh, you won't miss anything worth seeing, except perhaps a silly, rather silly excursion into the character of the president, which is in quotes, uh, who is seen at the helm uh, in the midst of this crisis. Gee, he looks kind of young to uh, be a president. Uh, as the aliens wipe out most of the world, he seems paralyzed with indecision, uh, but never fear. Finally, realizing the invaders are beyond redemption and the human race is about to be annihilated, he gives the order to nuke them. Wait a sec, we almost forgot it doesn't matter that, what, what you hit them with because nothing will penetrate their shields. Sounds familiar. The press gives a stirring speech and hops into an Air Force fighter jet. He wants a piece of them himself. <laughs> okay, so the thing is is that President Whitmore, from like the very beginning of the movie... You understand that he was a pilot during the Gulf War, which at the time that they made this is like 95 when they made the movie, right? So maybe
1: it's slightly based off George Bush.
2: Yeah, uh, Maybe. Well, did did Bush Jr., was he in the
1: Gulf War? He was in the Air Force. He was
2: in the Air Force during the Gulf War? I guess maybe it's slightly based on him, maybe. But it
1: was mainly based on Nixon. They wanted Nixon-like during this time. Um, Well, that's interesting because he doesn't act
2: anything like Nixon.
1: No, I I think whenever they casted it, like I said, they wanted Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Which would have been a Nixon-esque character for the movie because also Kevin Spacey loves Nixon. Right. In real life. Um, Actually does a pretty pretty good impression of him. He actually plays him in the movie, the Ellis Nixon movie, and it's actually pretty decent. Right. Um... Michael Shannon's better as Elvis than than Spacey is at Nixon Um. Uh. so whenever I guess whenever they casted Bill Pullman, they're like, Well, we're just gonna kind of let Pullman add some stuff, but we're gonna add some like heroic stuff to it, which George Bush Junior wasn't really a hero like this character was, but he did he did serve in the military. Right. But he served in the military as a son of a president, so there's not they're not gonna put him in danger. This guy wasn't a son of a president; he was just a guy that was in the air force. He was just an air was force also pilot, also a hero. Right. Uh, he was just a damn good air force pilot, and then he became president of the United states. And his I don't think they say his age, but I, I only guess like his you know like early. Like late
2: thirties or something. Which um, I mean, when you look at it, it's like because uh, how old was was Kennedy when he got uh, elected? He was like, uh, uh, like
1: forty five or something. No, he was
2: younger than that. He wasn't forty five. You think? He uh, how old was Kennedy when he got elected? He was. I think he was like just forty. Oh,
1: well, okay.
2: He was. He wasn't forty five. He wasn't. He wasn't that old. And I'm saying like forty five is like super old. It's not. But like. Presidential-wise, because you only have to be uh, thirty-five to run for president. Um,
1: JFK was forty-three. He was so forty-three. I was, I was closer.
2: Yeah. He was forty-three. Really? Okay. Shit. Uh,
1: yeah, he was 43
2: years old He was not old. 45, so I was right on that <laughs> I thought he was younger than no, that No, I was
1: if you, you know, you do greater than, less than uh, If you round up or down I was. Okay, so you're yeah, right, okay <laughs> um, Damn, I got the point, Steven
2: Steven was right, Everybody, Steven was right He was closer than I was
1: Standing ovation, please um, no, Yes <laughs>
2: um, And please, while you do it, sack to the back Sack to the back uh, <laughs> you, you need to salute the proper way uh, you must you must make the, the fruit salad in the back. Um, but <laughs> I got that from Kevin Smith. I don't know if anybody's gonna get that reference. But um, uh, but that's the thing. It's like they don't say it, but they you know they have like the the guy that they show on TV that is always cri- is always like criticizing President Whitmore because you see him on the TV all the time in the back and even like when he's first waking up in the morning. And stuff, and he has the TV on and everything, and he's like getting the paper, and he's talking to the White House staff and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, um, you know, Connie's always talking about like, uh, you know, they, you know, some people feel like you're still too young, you're still, you know, you know, you're not, you know, you don't have enough experience to be in this office and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, um, you get the the impression that he he generally is supposed to be young, but like you're saying, they never explain how old President Whitmore actually is. The the thing that I always got from it is that he has a maturity level that might be higher than his age. But I don't think of him as being super young in this movie. Maybe that's just me. But I'm like, it, maybe it's because I know that Bill Pullman's not super young in real life when he made this. So I'm like, I don't think of President Whitmore as like he's like way too young to be president, even though he's kind Bill of portrayed that way.
1: That way. <laughs> fucked in this. Movie. <laughs>
2: No, you should see him in the in the in the, in the, the sequel to this. Like he, he looks old as shit in that movie because he had to grow his beard out and the, he's gray and he's the white hair is starting to you set. You
1: that, Bill Pullman? You look like fucking garbage. <laughs> for the sequel.
2: In 1996, though, man, you look like a fucking President Kennedy. Man, you had the haircut, clean cut. You know, um, looking like you cheat on your wife uh, multiple times. But <laughs> I think that's...
1: Ma- murdered Marilyn Monroe. Right, yeah,
2: had Marilyn Monroe murdered. Um, but that's one of the things that I think is uh, is interesting because I do get like kind of a slight Kennedy vibe from him. And it, maybe it's just because of, like, you know, he's like a, a younger dude and, you know, that has the military experience because Kennedy was... Uh, he served on a submarine. He was in the Navy. So I'm like, I, I always thought in my head that they based Whitmore... A little bit on Kennedy, and I'm guessing that the only reason that I feel that way is because I didn't know that originally he was supposed to be a Nixon type president. That was
1: Nixon Kennedy. What's the difference? Not a
2: lot. The um, one got a bullet and shouldn't have, and the other one should have. Um,
3: <laughs>
2: whoa, whoa, that's treason. That is treason. I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: That's true. Can I get a
2: mulligan? Do mulligans work for treason? <laughs> I don't think so.
1: Yeah, I guess once you go down that road, there's no girl back, huh? Right? So. Um
2: No, but Nixon got what he deserved. But anyway yeah. <laughs> Um Residency? The pres no, he definitely didn't deserve that. Um Uh he deserved to be disgraced. But uh but yeah, but it's like when you tell me that like originally he was supposed to be a Nixon type character, and I'm like, Man, I just cannot see that and it's like because Bill Pullman is totally plays that character totally different from what you'd expect. But I've, I've found in like when you're going through like the notes and stuff like that that people were like, uh, you know, oh, so the the president is going to get into one of these planes and he's going to go on there and fly and all that kind of stuff. And he even tells um, it's the general. Uh, that he's like, I think it's the general that he's talking to that's been with him this whole time, and he's like, he's like, I, I'm a pilot. I I need to be up there with the other pilots. Like that's what I am, you know, and
1: and that's exactly what Nixon
2: would have done. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, definitely not. Um,
1: that's why they have those bracelets. What would Nixon? Do? What would Nixon
2: do? Yeah, WWND. Yeah, that, what would Nixon yeah. do? Um,
1: he would totally get up there and fight aliens. Right. And that's the
2: thing that gets me is it's like it's, it's like for one okay this is a movie, it's like but it, it's just say, for the sake of uh, argument, right? Say aliens actually do fucking exist, and we have a president
3: who they
1: actually most likely do.
2: um and you know aliens more than likely do exist. We haven't found them, and we and might not have. And with us right now. Right.
1: According to Oxford University. <laughs> in England.
2: Is that like an actual study they're like where aliens have bred with us? I know there's like a theory.
1: It's one of the professors It's like they're, they're fucking us right now. <laughs> I guess. They got us bent over. Um, but, uh, you know, that's the
2: thing. It's like if you... If, if aliens do invade, right, and you have a president who actually served in the military as opposed to not and because of bone spurs um then it, I think that like the heroic thing for the president to do
1: or our last two presidents haven't served in the military
2: yeah that's yeah that's right yeah um, we haven't we haven't had a military president really since Bush yeah
1: since Bush and before Bush and then um, Bill Clinton uh, did he serve in the military? dodged Clinton. the draft because he went to Canada. Uh,
2: <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Yeah,
1: so he actually didn't serve in the military either. Um, and actually, probably should have been arrested and put in prison, but he's a politician, so. Bush, uh,
2: Bush Senior, though he was. Bush Senior served in the military. All the Bushes did. Yeah. Um, but uh, but th- th- that's the thing that I've always felt about this is I'm like. People are like, oh, so the president's gonna get in a plane and go fight the aliens and shit. And it's like, if you have if you have a situation where you're facing, like, and we, you know, we even have the uh, the, the clip where he's doing the speech to everybody at the at, at uh, Area Fifty One before they launch the attack to go take out the the alien ship that's near them. And you know, he was like, you know, we're we're complete and total annihilation of our species. The idea that a president's like, put me in the fucking jet, I'm going up there. You, you're you not going to find a lot of presidents that are going to be willing to do that kind of shit nowadays.
1: No, they're going to go down to the bunker and uh, inspect it. They're going to make sure that the bunker is okay, everything's they, still they there. They're going to go inspect the bunker right. during the, the, the
2: crisis. And I'm like, President Whitmore, even though people want to talk shit about him as a character, and they want to talk shit about Bill Pullman playing that character that, like, oh, he seems like he's indecisive through the whole movie and all this stuff, and I'm like, he's not indecisive. He has to make very difficult decisions, and they even, you know, in the course of the movie, they're like, the one the, the one sniveling weasel guy that he has that's part of his cabinet or whatever, oh, and he yeah. was like, uh, the, you know, he's like that, that weasel asshole guy that uh he was like yeah he was like uh he was like you know the only thing that we can do is we need to we need to attack them with nukes and he was like you know you can't be indecisive because he's like that's what happened when you decided not to evacuate the cities and all these people are dead and it's like the thing is is that he's going based off of what he knows and he did not see them being hostile so he doesn't know what their intentions are and these are fucking aliens He doesn't know how to communicate with them. They send a helicopter, they send a couple helicopters over to try and see if there's something they can do to try to communicate with them and they fucking blow the shit up. Now he knows okay, they have a definite they are hostile and we have apparently pissed them off with our helicopters and then when David shows up and he was like, it's a countdown and it's, he's like, every time this signal loops and it repeats, it it runs shorter than it did the previous time. And he was like, so basically every time it loops over, it's it's basically disintegrating as it goes. And he's like, it's basically a countdown, you know. And so once he understands what's going on, then he's like, we've got to get everybody out. But he's trying to do the presidential thing of like, let's figure out what they're doing here. Let's see if we can communicate. You know, if you're watching an episode of Star Trek, that'd be the first thing you do when you come across a new alien species you don't know. You're going to try to establish the communication first.
1: Everything. <laughs> and then if that doesn't what? work, then you just blow the fuck out of them, right? You go Nero style. I'd like to see a Star Trek, a TV show <laughs> where Nero's the captain, and uh, just the whole show. Wouldn't that, okay? So, on on that
2: subject, wouldn't that be cool? Because we know that there's like. How many years is it between the time that Nero shows up?
1: I think it's 25 years.
2: Is it 25? I thought it was like 10 years.
1: No, that's a while. I think it's like 20-something years.
2: Is it 20? Because it's long enough for Kirk to get into the Academy. Yeah, you're... Okay, so it's like 20-something years. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, wouldn't it be cool if you actually got to see a show that was... Um, uh, it's not Carl Urban. Uh, fuck. Bana. Eric Bana as uh, Captain Nero running his uh, Romulan crew and everything and like the shit that they get into because there's like 20 years of time you don't see anything from them. I love it. That'd be really fucking awesome, especially if you brought back the, the guys that, you know, like that served on his crew and stuff and brought all those Romulans back. You could make a pretty awesome show out of that.
1: Fire
2: everything. Right. Or he's, like, looking for Spock and everything. That would be really interesting. Because you got, like, a 20-something year gap there where, you know, Spock is growing up, Kirk is growing up, and then everybody meets when they get to the academy. Um, But Nero's been out there searching for Spock the whole time. Spock emerged out of the thing, and he lost no time. It was, like, instantaneous for him. Nero... You went through like twenty years of looking for Spock to get his revenge, yep. you know, and uh, that would be a really awesome TV show. It's like CBS. Do you need you guys need to like seriously look at that shit.
1: Get Eric Bana.
2: Get Eric Bana back to be Captain Nero of the the Romulan um, the Romulan drilling ship, and you would Steve would be Steve would sign up for CBS All Access if you did that shit today. Um,
1: I would be an extra. I'll be on the Romulan ship. Right.
2: Yeah, we'll we'll wear we'll, we'll the ears. We'll have the fucking the face markings and all of that shit, man. Um,
1: yes, Lord Bana. It's not. It's not, it's not Lord Bana. Oh God, it's, guy.
2: Nero. it's Nero.
1: What, like the the Roman Emperor Nero? No, fuck. Oh God. <laughs> Can we just call you Lord Eric Bana on the show because you're more badass than Nero ever was? Right. <laughs> Can we just change the character name to just Eric Bana? <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. He goes from Nero to just Eric Bana. <laughs> it doesn't have the doesn't have the sci-fi ring to it though.
1: Oh, you go know, Bana,
2: <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Uh, but anyway, but that was one of the things that I, it's like. Um, and then also people had uh, problems with uh, Randy Quaid, I and mean, then I didn't save it. But there was uh, one person that was like. Well, Randy Crane in this movie as Russell Case is just a it's basically just uh, Uncle Eddie from the National Lampoons movies with Chevy Chase, but now he's a he's a, a drunk pilot. Well, he is drunk. He definitely is drunk through a good chunk of this movie. I fly. I'm pilot. I can fly. I'm a pilot. It's kind of a bad pilot though because he's uh like when he crop dust the one crop and it's not even the one he's supposed to do.
1: No, what are you talking about? He was a great pilot. Yeah, he was a good pilot. He was just kind was of a drop. shitty crop he, duster. Yeah, he, he yeah, he crop dusted the wrong field. Right. But he basically saves the planet.
2: And the words of my generation
1: up, up yours. Yours.
2: Yeah. Poo And then uh, once they realize that um, that they can because uh, he basically sacrifices himself. Because it's like uh, his jet loses uh, control, right? And the only thing he can think of is like, well, or no, he runs out of uh, he runs out of missiles.
1: Isn't that what it is? Yeah, because he's like fighting, and he's just like he's like he's like tell my kids I love them and stuff. And then his 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 son or whatever is out there, and he's like, what's he doing? Say so, wait, what is he doing? He like goes in there, and he's like, in the words of my generation up yours and he like goes and sacrifices himself into the ship and he blows it blows up because he blows the core up yeah and then the you know when they blow it up and the guy turns around and he was like your dad was a hero and he's like i oh, know yeah you know he's just like that's freaking because crazy. that was <laughs> the that was the
2: first ship they were actually able to destroy because so far they hadn't found anything to actually destroy the ship and then once he, like, basically flies the jet in there and starts to explode the core, yeah. they're like, now we know how to take these things out because their shields were disabled by uh, David and, and Captain Hiller. Yeah. So now that the shields are down, they're like, well, how do we actually damage this to destroy these things? Yeah, it's like,
1: there you go. And so once
2: they figure out, like, because he basically shows them, like, I'm just gonna kamikaze into this fucking into the fucking weapon core, and as soon as he does that, the whole fucking thing starts to break apart, and they're like, "Oh, well, he just showed you us their weakness."
1: Fucking rockets up in that bitch and destroy all these fucking ships. Yeah,
2: because once the shields are down, they're basically sitting ducks, because they don't have any defenses on the outside of those ships. The defense is the alien fighter craft.
1: Yeah, the the, the, the best of, out of it. Yeah, the, the best character arc in the movie was Randy Quaid's characters. Yeah, because he goes from just being this drunk crop was duster drunk guy, crop duster to a guy that basically saved the world. Right, or and uh, the people that helped save the world. Because Russell
2: Russell was in Vietnam, wasn't he? If I remember yeah, I'm right, i he, he was. He because he he had he had military experience.
1: And he said he got abducted by aliens and they probed him and stuff. Right. And no one believed him. And nobody
2: believed him. And then all those assholes at the diner are like they're like, Did they do anything sexual to you, Russell? Yeah. And he's just like, Ah, fuck it, and he like gets out of there or whatever, and then later on
1: I still I still kind of wonder if it was real or not. You know, like there are aliens there, but was what he was talking about real? Right. Or was he just crazy? Was so, he just crazy? That's kind of... Because they never confirmed, like, no, they... Yeah, they, they were abducting people. Because it really wouldn't make any sense if they were abducting people and then came to just, dis- you know, put them back and then destroyed the, the planet. Right. Because you get the idea that... That part was made up, and he is crazy, but when aliens show up, he's like, oh, yeah, i got to fight these motherfuckers. Right because I've been trashed on for saying what I said this whole time.
2: Mhm. Yeah, and it's like those guys making fun of him at the diner and everything where it's like they did sexual things to him and you're like, "Oh man, come on, dude. Like he's already he's already having a pretty hard life as it is because he's a he's a damn alcoholic and he's, you know, that that kind of stuff. But like when he starts to sober up and focus, and he's part of that. Keep it going, keep it going. Yeah, he's part of that. He's part of that alien attack and stuff. And you're like, well, shit. He he probably is one of the most experienced pilots out there besides Whitmore himself. You know, and Whitmore it, he understands the jets better than everybody else because that that shit that he's actually flown before. You yeah. know, like they they point to the fact that he served in the and he was a pilot during the Gulf War. Uh, several times in the earlier part of the movie, they mentioned that he was an Air Force pilot. And, so, I always like that thing where it's like, uh, they have to try and get all of these, you know, like, uh, recreational pilots and amateur pilots and stuff that just use, uh, regular planes. And they gotta teach them how to use jets and the weapons and everything. And, like, this is shit, you go into the Air Force and train, for years to learn how to use those planes, and they got to give these guys a couple of hours to brush up on how this shit works.
1: I I'm fly on I'm
2: pilot, right? I can fly on pilot. Um, so yeah, I just always like that part where they're like they're having to crash course these guys on like yeah. Um, did they did they actually say what jets it was? Was it like the Hornet or something that they were oh, using? I, 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 I used to remember like the jets pretty like when I was a kid. I was really big into jets. And um not not the New York Jets. Th- those were always garbage. Except Namath. Namath was good. Jet Lee. And uh, Jet Lee. I was into Jet Lee too. Anything jet. Um uh, but uh <laughs> except the New York Jets. Um I used to remember like the different like Air Force jets, like off the top of my head, but I it, it's been so long since I've looked at any of that shit.
1: But what about the Jetsons?
2: The Jetsons? Jetsons were cool. They had, like, a uh, robot maid. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, the Jetsons were pretty cool. Um, but I think that's interesting because it's, like, you have kind of, like, different generations of people. Because you have Russell, who, you know, was a pilot in Vietnam back in the day. And then you have Whitmore, who recently served and, like, retired from the Air Force and then ran and became president. And then you have Captain Hiller, who is Will Smith's character, who is, like, the modern generation of, like, fighter pilot. But he doesn't really want to remain a fighter pilot. He wants to get into the space program, and he wants to be an astronaut and all that kind of stuff. So it's kind of interesting how they have, like, the different generations of pilots kind of all crammed into, like, one movie.
1: It would be awesome if they put Will Smith and Space Force on Netflix. Yeah. And having him play Stephen Hiller.
2: And have him play Stephen Hiller. That would be... Like, he finally gets to do that. That would be, like, be, like, an ultimate sort of, like, in-joke or whatever, where it's like, yeah, uh, we've casted Will Smith for the show, and you're like, people are like, oh, shit, what character is he going to play? They
1: would never say his, like, last name, but you could see, like, his patch maybe or something. Where it, or it says, like, like, you know, Hiller. Captain Hiller yeah, or, or whatever, like and you're like... Like but captain, they would just like call him captain like the whole show. Yeah. They would never like say his name and or
2: you, they would just call him Steven, they wouldn't call him Steven Hiller. Uh, you know, and then it's like uh, And they'd be like, Oh wait, oh okay. Wait a oh. wait a minute And he has a <laughs> wife named Jasmine and he has a son It's like, but wait in, in the Resurgence movie didn't he uh, it's like no 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 no, no and that's not movies, not really canon anyway. Um, this is this is the real canon. <laughs> Space Force. Space Force. Steve Carell, Will Smith. Watch it.
1: Oh man, season two would get. Like, oh man, tiring. people would be you like, like "Oh, wait, Will Smith on this show? Like, Fuck you know, yes!" They just casted Will Smith as a season regular uh, for season 2 like, he's a hey, new character, and you're, you're like, going oh. you mean he's gonna be like two episodes or something? No, the whole season. Yeah. Um,
3: yeah.
2: And now they're also going to bring back uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, but now he's the dad and, like, that kind of stuff. Yeah, or he's the father figure. James Avery's dad. Yeah. they will they, never bring it back. I don't think you could. You you really couldn't do that with Uncle Phil. Rest in peace, James Avery. Yep. Um, yeah, they will never bring it back. And also, rest in peace, original Aunt Viv. Wait, is she dead? Did she die? Her career is. The, right <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, my God rusted <laughs> in
1: the world of more combat. Toasty! <laughs> <Toasted. laughs> um. Okay. Long have I turned you into dust. Right. Okay. So let's
2: talk about shit that doesn't make sense. Um. And then we'll we'll, we'll kind of wrap up with that, right? So wrap it up, B. Yeah, it's time to wrap it up, condom. Uh, <laughs>
1: what? The- <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh man I'm trying to get these slogans as t-shirts And, and some of them don't really hit like you'd expect no, Back that's... to the back though That was a fucking t-shirt Um, You know uh, Some of the other ones Not so much
1: But hey you gotta try Not wrap it up
2: Yeah <laughs> Not wrap it up
1: And then dot 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 Condom That's not a really good t-shirt No That's it's... not even a good advertisement for condoms <laughs>
2: Do <laughs> <To> you imagine like <laughs> <and ride> Trojan <laughs> condoms? It just says wrap it, it up. up. Dot dot dot, condom. <laughs> people will be like, ah, "That's fucking lame. That's a lame I'm ad." <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna get an STD. I'm, I'm
1: just trying to think. I'm just trying to think of, the, of this new generation things because they're like, you know, young people are like, wear a mask if you're gonna go to a crowded beaches. They're like, I'd rather get the coronavirus. It don't. This shit don't look cool. I'm gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> That shit ain't Gucci enough It's like oh god, America 2020 Save it Let's save it Let's save America Right You know at this point I'm just ready to
2: vote for Cthulhu 2020 You know Just let the fucking deep ones Just end it You know H.P. Lovecraft was on to something he, I think he discovered some shit That was, was actually the real the
1: end of Cabin in the Woods When they abused the gods And they destroyed the world um, Oh is that how that
2: I, I never watched that movie is, that, is it actually is it actually about like Cthulhu and like the Lovecraftian gods? Is
1: that
3: really
2: what kinda, it's kinda yeah. Is that really yeah, what you is?
1: after the whole movie and you just think it's about some teenagers at a cabin, right? And then they try to escape the simulation. And you find out the cabin in the woods is supposed to be like sacrificing stuff to appease the gods, and then whenever they escape it or whatever, the gods escape the thing. So the people you were rooting for the whole time are actually end up kind of being the villains because they escape it and then these gods come out and destroy the world. Oh. So Cabin in the Woods ends up being like a whole big fuck mess. <laughs> yeah, okay. Because um, I remember watching, I was like because it had Chris Hemsworth in it and I was just like, right. what the fuck? <laughs> and I was like, oh, so they're just like, they have they're just trying to entertain these gods and they're like yeah, we couldn't kill a bunch of teenagers this year, so you're gonna end all of humanity. Right.
2: It's like we're getting used to being disappointed because teenagers are entertained by shit by now.
1: Yeah, but or right now, yeah. They don't show the end of the world, but you know, it's it's uh, it's Abrams produced, so they're like, oh, well, this is probably actually the prequel to Cloverfield. Oh, okay. That's what people theorize. So I guess
2: he wrote that better than he did his two Star Wars movies. That's, that's good to know.
1: Yeah. he, he Whenever <laughs> he's not a fanboy of something, he is a pretty decent writer.
2: Yeah. Don't write for your heroes. That's like the whole thing of, like, don't meet your heroes because you might afraid, be disappointed.
1: I was afraid to meet Joe Montana, but luckily, even better than I expected. He was whatsoever. not a
2: dick. He was actually, yeah. Uh, like,
1: uh, my brother's, uh, like biggest hero is Brett Favre, and I don't think he ever wants to meet him. <laughs> uh, Brett Favre is kind of a dick. Um, from what I hear, I've never right. met him, so I can't what you hear from people. Right. Like I, I always know. heard that Bo Jackson
2: was an asshole about like, autographs and stuff.
1: No, I actually knew someone that tried to get autographs from Bo Jackson, and he was a straight-up dick, so that's true.
2: Yeah. I, I, I always heard that. And I remember you telling me about that, and it's like... It's like, okay, so if there's ever, like, an autograph signing where it's like, hey, Bo Jackson's going to be, like, signing, you know, merchandise, it's like, eh, I'm just kind of good not meeting him because it's like, I don't, I don't want to have, like, you know, my idea of him shattered by the fact that he's he's kind of an like, asshole. Hey,
1: man, I loved you in that game. Yeah, fuck off, here's your autograph. It's like, oh, man. Oh, man. You know what? You can keep it. Right. If, if they're, like, the... Like, like, to me, you, some someone like me, they could be like, yeah, here's your autograph, man. I Move mean, on. I'd be like, yeah, you know what? You can keep this. It's not worth it. Just anything. throw it in their face. Yeah, it's like, you just keep it, you piece of shit. Yeah, you piece of shit. It's like, look, the reason you had a <laughs> career is
2: because I supported you, and then you want to act like an asshole.
1: Yeah, you know, fuck it. Just keep it. <laughs> Shove it up your ass. That like, <laughs> signature's not worth anything. I wasn't going to sell it on eBay or anything. I, I was a fan, but I'm not anymore. Not anymore.
2: Eat a dick. Uh... <laughs> Uh, but, <laughs> so um, when I was reading this I was like what, somebody's really really trying to figure out how the fuck this movie works so it says uh, aliens come to earth to sap it, uh, to sap it of its resources and to accomplish this of course the aliens have to destroy earth's inhabitants the enormous spaceships gather above the major cities around the world and wait they're doing nothing for days, it's 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 not days. It's literally hours. If you pay attention to Jeff Goldblum in the said, movie, well,
1: no, it says it. It comes across the screen multiple times. <laughs> Time and day. Yeah, exactly. Two days. This whole movie takes place in two days. Right.
2: Yeah, because they first arrive like nighttime, a, a second. second. Yeah, and then they attack that night. And then July the 3rd is like them trying to figure out what's going on. And then July 4th is when they defeat him.
1: So, you dumb.
2: Yeah, you dumb. Uh, they wait there
1: doing nothing for days. Uh, then they start to uh, block. I know it, but two days. Whole movie, two days. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. yeah, somebody was not paying attention. And also, fuck math because they didn't do any of that shit. It literally tells you that everything starts on July the second. But anyway,
1: they even tell you what time of day it is at right. certain points of the movie.
2: Right? Yeah, and you can tell that time is changing there in the movie everything because
1: everything flows. Things like daylight and night exist, and you can tell it by the the how how you can tell whenever it's daytime or night, at <laughs> least everywhere but Alaska, is. Um, <laughs> In the day, there's sun, and at night, it's dark. So in some parts of the movie, it's daytime, and in other parts of the movie, it's dark. So that's how you can tell the difference between day and night. Oh, man, if you count how many times you see the sun, you know how many days it's been. That's how they used to do it back in the day, and some people still do it that way by... Waking up and looking at the fucking <laughs> and, and the sun came up. It's another day, sweet. Um,
2: <laughs> so, <laughs> so this is. Uh, then they start to blow up stuff. when we recognize uh, you we know, they start to blow up stuff we recognize. Not military targets, just useless tourist attractions that will make us sad.
1: Tourist attractions are tight. Right. <laughs>
2: Yeah, because like the one in New York, I think it was over like the New- the Empire State Building, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's useless. Blow that Shut up! Nobody cares about that. Um, just playing. Never
1: uh, <laughs>
2: blow that up. No, no Empire State Building. Yeah, please. do you New York. New York has suffered enough. Um, yeah. Uh, but it says. Uh, the will stop him this time. Right. Uh, it says. Uh, Does blowing up the White House really accomplish anything? Does it terrify Earth's inhabitants? The giant spaceships uh, do that just fine. Uh, how about attacking military installations capable of fighting them back? They can't be stopped, or can they? What's next? Not six flags over Nebraska. No, don't destroy that. The solution to Earth's dilemma lies in the Apple Corporation operating Apple Corporation's operating system for home-based computing. Simply walk into an Apple store, grab a power book, fly into the enemy spaceship, how, you ask? Naturally, by piloting one of the spacecraft 200 years above Earth's technology on your first try. Uh, Mess with their hard drives using an Earth laptop computer, I'm not kidding. And whammo, aliens start dropping like flies. Not an ounce of creativity or originality or brain power was used in riding this dribble. I enjoyed all the stereotypical characters brought together to fight um, the drunken pilot, uh, the hotshot young stud pilot, the computer geek, uh, the kid, uh, the most uh, powerful man we get uh, is the president of the United States. Yeah, baby, plays like a ten-year-old's idea of a really cool thing that happened once. Horrible movie. Don't see it. <laughs>
1: The, the last line kind of confused me. Like, what, what, what was that? The 10-year-old's idea of something cool that happened
2: once. Right, yeah. It says... Uh, what does that mean? Uh, they said they're meant to be like the movie. It, it plays like a 10-year-old's idea of a really cool thing that happened once. And when I read that, I was like, what do they mean? So, like, this is something that, like, a 10-year-old can come up with? In a... V- this would be like an idea of like something that a 10-year-old would think would, would be cool, and they just turn it into a script. I'm like, how many well, 10-year-olds you know can write something like so, this?
1: So what type of 10-year-old are you you're talking about? Because, I mean, certain type of 10-year-olds are different than others. You know, uh, Mozart wrote his four, first symphony at four. So, I mean, if you're talking about like a Mozart-type 10-year-old, I guess you're on to something. Yeah,
2: Mozart probably could have wrote this.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Mozart could have wrote. Yeah, I think that's what he's saying. I think he was saying this was written by someone like Mozart. Oh, that was a compliment. All
2: right. Yeah. Nice <laughs> You're a nice
1: guy. You're a nice guy.
2: But the idea, because I saw p- so many people that were like, so literally all they have to do, they were like, so the aliens apparently don't use Norton Antivirus. Ha, ha, ha. And they can install... It's like, first of all, Norton Norton sucks.
1: Norton Antivirus is a scam. It's, yeah, it's awful. It actually is a scam. The person that created Norton Antivirus, or even McAfee Antivirus, uh, that dude's in prison. Because um, he scams people. But the company's still running. Uh, well, isn't
2: Kaspersky, like, a scam, too? Because the guy originally did it as, like, a, something for, like, the Russian mob or something.
1: It doesn't, uh, it doesn't not like work, but how it works uh, is very, it's not up to standard. Uh, it doesn't not work, but a lot of times the virus that are created for what you're getting the antivirus for is created by the company that made the antivirus.
2: <laughs> well, if that's job security, because if there's new viruses coming out, then you have a reason to get that subscription every year.
1: And they're creating it. There's nothing you can do about it because there's no laws against it. Uh, because uh, we only make laws for, you know, going like five miles over the speed limit, and, uh, jaywalking, and, you know, racism. Uh, <laughs> so, this guy's whole comment is just trash. Yeah trap. but
2: like the thing like the thing that got me is everybody was like oh so you could just get like a uh just get like a Macbook and you can hack an alien computer terminal and and, and work on it and shit
1: well the thing about that is of course you can't but um or maybe you can we don't know a- alien technology isn't real Well, yeah that's but bottom is like okay so They had one of the
2: alien fighters in the the hangar in Area 51, right? And it's like, so you're telling me that, like, David didn't try to, you know, research, like, the stuff that he's working on to figure out how the computer system works? Because it's like, you know, it's like during the course of the story, if you pay attention, you know, David's, Jeff Goldblum's character, went to MIT. And he's actually like kind of a genius. Well, that's what they, kind they, say. A they figure out
1: how to upload a virus onto the other ships. That's how they explain it in the movie. They're like, from this ship that's at Area Fifty-One, I figured out how to upload a virus to their ship.
2: To the mothership, yeah.
1: By being in this ship, that's right. why they. That's why they have to drive that ship into the mothership.
2: Yeah. It's part it's partly disguise, but also they need the terminals and the stuff that's inside of that alien fighter to be able to make this work.
1: So the thing about it is, so it kind of runs off like a Wi-Fi network. Like we run off now. Right. So in a Wi-Fi network, like, we can all connect to the same Wi-Fi. So if all the ships are connected together, which they clearly are whenever you see them go into battle... All you have to do is go back into the mothership, upload a virus to the ship that you're in, and then it uploads it into, you know, the server. So, that's how the virus works in the movie. I don't know, you know, if we went to war with aliens, we would almost absolutely lose 100%. (laughs) Uh, Because, for one, we would lose because... They made it to us, which means they're way beyond our technology, mm-hmm. and we would never be able to match it unless they were somehow very peaceful or somehow just from like a dimension, like. Which is what people are kind of thinking now, is if aliens are a thing, because the UFOs is not coming from, you know, thousands of light years of space. They're coming from a dimension. They're just crossing over and back.
2: Right. And it's a dimension, you know, you can't see. Yeah. But the thing is, is that, like, because people are like, oh, so a fucking, like, an Apple computer can hack an alien ship. It's like, okay, first of all, it, this is a fucking movie about aliens uh, invading Earth, right? So if, you, if you're sitting at a theater... Or you, say you're streaming it or something, and you're like, hey, you tell me a fucking
1: MacBook can do that to an alien ship. Man, fuck this movie. This is not realistic. No shit's no, realistic. Well, I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure Steve Jobs was an alien. He was. That's a fact. He right? was, yeah. It, it's 100% fact. Steve that's Jobs confirmed. Yeah. was an alien. <laughs> so aliens are real, and it, it, it was Steve Jobs.
2: But they planted peaceful aliens here. You know, because he was one.
1: Johnny Depp, obviously, alien. Johnny Depp's an alien, yeah. No one can act that good. Yeah. Um, uh, um,
2: Chuck Norris. Obviously. Yeah, because you can't explain how good he is without having some kind of alien advantage.
1: Bruce Lee. Bruce alien. Lee was
2: an alien. How do you have the lowest percentage body fat of probably anybody on the planet? Fucking alien.
1: Elvis, hips, you
2: know, hips don't work that way. No, those hips don't lie,
1: man. Um, (laughs) you would have been champion? Right. Uh, Shakira. Just like yeah, just like yeah, Shakira. Um, 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 Probably, uh, probably Al Gore is definitely an alien Yeah because he cares And that's just not, <laughs> That's just not human That's not human enough that's not human. Yeah he actually gives a shit That's he not human He's like Let's save the planet They're like Fuck you hippie It's like what? Goddamn liberal You're one of them uh, <laughs> oh, Someone wants to stop And save a dog From getting run over Liberal What does that even mean? You wouldn't want to save a dog? What what's wrong with you? That's not liberal. That's just not human. That's just basic common decency. I, I keep saying not human, but maybe like not not human's the wrong thing. Maybe I'm not human. Maybe I'm an alien because I feel like it and maybe I've crossed over a couple dimensions because that goddamn banana split thing was fucked with my head so bad.
2: Right. That's how you know that you're not actually from this earth, because the planet you came from, Sonic serves the banana split.
1: Yeah, and you can go to it and get it. And it just, I don't know. There's so much stuff that's wrong with the world, I'm kind of hoping it's almost a dream. And we just (laughs) all are just in it together, and then, you know, tomorrow we're going to wake up and be like, oh, okay, that was just a really long Christopher Nolan movie.
2: Fuck. Whoa, man. That one was bad. I'm going to give you props for that screenplay on that one. That one was dense.
1: But I never want to watch it again. Yeah. Uh. (laughs) The one
2: thing that I always got about this movie is I remember, um, I guess to kind of wrap up here and we'll sort of finish up, is that I remember uh, Dean Devlin talking about when he was writing this stuff with, like, you know, Roland Emmerich and stuff helping them. Is that Which they, is
1: German, by the way. So if you want to be like, it was too American. Uh, it was the a bridge, German
2: but, guy directing this, yeah. and then Dean Devlin's like, he's like Asian or so. He's like part Asian, I think. Um, but uh, it's uh, it's interesting because the uh, the original idea for this that he was talking about was that they saw the. Uh, the L.A. riots on TV after you know Rodney the Rodney King incident where he got beaten by those cops outside of the outside of his truck, and L.A. just fucking started rioting and going crazy, and everybody was like, "We have to get justice for Rodney King. This is bullshit." And he was like, "What would be the thing that would cause people to actually band together to work together to actually make people want to be like one human race instead of?" a bunch of rioting and looting and all that kind of stuff. And they were like, well, it would have to be something that would threaten all of humanity, not just part of it. And that's when they got the idea of, like, well, what about, like, an alien invasion? Would that be enough to get humanity to put their differences aside to want to work together to save the planet, you know? And then that's kind of where the genesis of this idea came from. And... I think it's interesting because, like uh, Whitmore's speech, like you know, we played it in the intro. Thing about Whitmore's speech is he's like, if it, first of all, if you if you hear that speech and you don't get at least some kind of goosebumps, or get some kind of ASMR tangles or something, uh, you, you're kind of dead inside because he's not just talking about being an American or any of that kind of stuff. He's talking about like, you know, as a As a human race, we are facing annihilation. These aliens are here to fucking destroy everything and take this planet for themselves. They don't give a fuck about our cities. They only want our resources. They probably want our water. They want our metals. And they will destroy whatever cities they need to to get rid of us because we're the virus on this planet. And we're we're in their way of getting to the resources and shit that they need. So he's basically like we need to put our he's like our petty differences and all these things that we have we we can't worry about that anymore because we all have to work together as humanity to deal with this l- much larger threat and it's the idea that like everybody from like you know the Europeans the Russians you know the Africans the Australians you know the you know North America South America all the different regions have to work together to destroy this, and that's the thing about this movie that I like: is that it it, it makes you feel like, oh, this is just like, you know, July Fourth propaganda, and America's awesome, and all that kind of stuff. But really, the victory is a victory for humanity, not just for the United States.
1: Yeah, and, we didn't get annihilated, so that's a good thing. Right, and you know, it's like in in Whitmore's speech. Is
2: probably one of the greatest speeches in movie history. Like a fictional speech, it's it's one of my favorites. I know personally. It's a good one. Yeah. Um. I was trying to think if there's like there's probably like speeches like his like actual historical speeches that have been redone. I don't. Yeah, I don't in know movies.
1: Uh, what you're trying to compare it to. I don't know if you're just saying like. Presidential speeches, or like, yeah, I guess if you're going by presidential, entire like, like monologues or something like that, because it definitely wouldn't be the best monologue of all time, but one of the greatest speeches of all time by a presidential figure, yeah, probably. yeah, probably.
2: What's the best monologue? The, uh, I, I, uh, you know, the put the watch up the ass thing from Pulp Fiction, is that probably one of the best monologues?
1: Oh no! Uh, probably one of my favorites is probably True Romance. Dennis Hopper and Christopher Walken. Oh, when he's doing the thing uh, about the Moors and stuff in well, the, the Italians. Kind of when he's trying to provoke them to basically. Yeah, that himself. one's really good too. Oh, uh, that's. Notice the off. pattern here. Monologues
2: is basically Tarantino. Ma-
1: he's exactly great at monologues, good, but also like I would. Well, there's the, the tipping other- monologue that they do in? Um, uh, that that one's the, very the good. the tipping thing in Reservoir Dogs. I want to give Kevin Smith a little bit of props here too, because I think the monolo- the Star Wars monologue uh, between uh, Dante and Randall and Clerks. About
2: the about the all the contractors on the Death Star that got blown up.
1: Yeah, that's probably one of the greatest monologues uh, ever. Uh, yeah, remember, yeah that one's know really good too. How much is written in that? But, um, and also. Um, Uh shit. There's so there's there's a lot of great monologues. I mean, um uh shit, the Yeah, movies there there's a bunch of great monologues, but those is just some like really off the top of my head. Um But this is definitely one of the most memorable ones. Right. Uh the presidential speech are, you know. Um, the monologue between uh, Doc Holliday and Johnny Ringo in the uh, in the, the bar uh, oh yeah yeah
2: from Tombstone that uh, one's really good
1: one of the greatest acting monologues also but that's a lot of uh, physical acting too um, Ian McShane's in uh, season monologue in Deadwood is fucking amazing yeah. Um, yeah. Because he's doing that entire monologue in the last, like, five minutes, and he's getting a blowjob while he does it. And it's just, like, been one of the fucking most amazing things I've ever seen. <laughs> um, Because, you know, his acting, he's not really getting his dick sucked, but he's doing the monologue like he is. <laughs> and it's just, I don't know. It's just all so those moments where you are like, Hey, I'm a method
2: actor. Can we can we try to recreate the circumstances here? <laughs> it's like, No, no, Ian, we, we we can't do that. That's that's not gonna work.
1: <laughs> it's like oh well, the thing about like somebody like Jared Leto would need that because he is a method guy, or somebody like Ian McShade could fucking you know, he could he could do the you know, any basically any monologue probably in history and he he'd be fine. Um uh and also um John Leguizamo and uh Son of Sam his monologue after the uh, orgy thing it, uh, to his girlfriend in the car is some pretty amazing shit too if you guys ever need you've never seen the Son of Sam movie <sighs> Because it's crazy, because, uh, you know, uh, Son of Sam, I think, was directed by Spike Lee. Um. And, uh, the movie's about, uh, you know, the Son of Sam, which is the serial killer. Uh. But it's about people's reaction around it, kind of, thing. so it's pretty, it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Uh.
2: Try to remember if I've seen that. I don't know if I've seen that movie. So
1: it's a pretty long movie. Um, I want to say it was Spike Lee though.
2: That's what I was looking. Have to d- double check real quick. Uh, yeah, you're right. It was Spike Lee. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yep.
2: Yeah, that's. Uh,
1: but yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a bunch of great monologues in movies, but some of them just stand out, and one of the best speeches from a presidential-type person happens in this. Yes. Uh, and, I mean, it's, it's a really great movie. Um, I'm pretty sure most people have already seen it. Uh, but if you have any comments on it, be on the hay dot yahoo.com. Leave us five-star ratings
2: yes and we're on basically everything uh, apple podcast google podcast uh, spotify stitcher if you think of some we're probably on it um so you know there's plenty of uh depending on like what kind of apps you use and what you like to use for your podcasting what you can you can definitely find us
1: yeah i mean l- leave uh leave uh I would like you guys to leave written reviews even if you don't like the episode. So if you guys want to leave us a bad review... Because people are going to
2: disagree with us.
1: So even if you do want to leave a bad review, please please mention something or email us. Don't be afraid. Just don't be like, oh yeah, we didn't like that and uh, we're just going to do this and leave it on. Let's have a conversation. Uh, because I think that's you know all we've been trying to do since we started the show. Yeah, uh, that's that why it's called Beyond the Hate. You know, we're trying positivity to is key. Um, you know, but you know, this has been uh, Beyond the Hate. I hope you guys enjoyed, and we'll see you guys next time. Peace. It's great. It's awesome.